Alright, quick warning before we start the show, everybody. This is going to be the Infinity War episode. Um, we are going to spoil the ever-loving balls out of this. Uh, so if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, and you want to go in clean, which I strongly recommend you do, stop listening right now. Go to Infinity War. Go pay whoever you have to pay to see the movie, and then you come home and you listen to this podcast, because we've got all the shit on it. We know and, everything about it. And go in... We are the Infinity go War. Go in dry and go in raw. Just raw dog the shit out of that thing. Just... Well, no. In, in this case, I, I do think you need some preparation. Like you oh. gotta, you gotta, you gotta kind of ease this one in and, and watch the previous like nineteen oh. Marvel movies. Okay. Is there easing it in though? Because the intro of that film, there was no easing. Here, here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. All right, all right. That's just my this pre-show. Amp- that's my preamble, guys. No, Hold no, on. no. We're done. We're we're, we're, we're going. We're just in it. Yeah, we're, we're just in it. it. So this is this is a good a good place to start. A lot of people have asked me over the last several weeks, uh, two weeks, week and a half, week yeah. and a half, I guess. Um, I haven't seen Infinity War yet. What do I need to see first? And everybody's like, a lot of people just immediately flock to Black Panther. You don't actually have you to see know. Black Panther first. Like, it's nice because you get a lot of Wakanda and whatnot, and you you meet Shuri. Um, but that's about it as far as as far as Black Panther goes. Okay, look. But you've already been to Wakanda and Age of Ultron, and you met Black Panther in Civil War. So if you've seen those two movies, <laughs> then you're good. But you definitely see Ragnarok. I or Ragnarok is an absolute 100% you must see it. The reason why people say go see Wakanda is because what the, Ryan Coogler did with Wakanda and made the place the, the a character. The name of the movie was Black Panther, right? Well. And some of us are fans, I know. But yeah. he made it a character. All right. So, like, the thing is, okay, if we're going to get this started with, like, what movies do you need to see? I do think you kind of need to see a lot of them to get the full measure of it. Like, it's a movie that doesn't quite stand on its own, but it's pretty close. So, I'm going to say, if you want to get the full measure of this movie and, and understand why it's good, you probably need to see uh, not quite as many as they've been releasing, which is, like, 92. Uh, but you do need to see a few. So You, you don't need to see X-Men First Class. No, That's you don't. Um, I think you can probably skip uh, a fantastic fan four stick uh, if you if you so desire. But if you're gonna go this, into this, this pass would be nice. I and, mean, and get a lot and get a lot out of this movie. Here's here's my recommendations: go see Iron Man, go see Captain Mor- all the Captain Americas, Captain America one, Civil War, and uh, fucking Winter Soldier. And I did those in the wrong order, but go see all of those ones. You definitely need to see Ragnarok. Uh, I'll say Thor 1 is a if you got time for it, but I think if you see Ragnarok, you're going to be good on most fronts. You need uh, to see the first Avengers. Uh, first Avengers, yeah, I'm going to say first Avengers, you probably want to go first see First Avengers yes. and stay for, stay for the Stingers. Yeah, and yeah. then and then uh, I will probably add on to that. I'll tack on a little soupçon of uh, Black Panther as well because I do think that uh, Wakanda and Black Panther mm-hmm. pay a big enough part that I think you're going to want to be caught up with that a little bit. Uh, now, controversial. I can't decide if you want to see you need to see this one or not because if you really want to get into the whole Vision stuff, you're pretty much only getting that out of uh, fucking Ultron. Uh, as unfortunate as that is, mm-hmm. so, Ultron in Civil War. He he does play a little bit of a he, part. He in does Civil War. get in Civil War a little bit, um, but if if you want to see where Viz comes from. You kind of you kind of got to go back to Ultron, and and that's the one movie that I have a hard time recommending because it's like literally one of my least favorite MCU movies. Also, it's... the first Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, so how do we open this up? Uh, I think you should watch all the films that have to do with the Infinity Stones at least. No, no, For because most... that would mean well, Thor: The Dark World. Watch, well, you watch that, the Dark that World, dark, yeah. dog shit. And, and I don't think let's just get... use the reality gem and pretend it didn't exist. I, I don't think you even really gain it. Like, other than the fact that it exists in there, like, arguably, you could say you need to watch, uh, um, well, I guess you kind of do need to get Cap. I, I did recommend Cap, and one of the reasons was because of the Tesseract, uh, but I don't even think you need to go that far, necessarily. So. Yeah, there's a there's been a lot of people, like, yes after, no. 
after mm. I've seen the movie, there's a lot of people that are oh, like, no. yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, yes. you might want to watch Captain America 1 to brush up on things. And I'm like, man, if that's not kind of a huge spoiler right there, I don't know what is, um, only because of who you meet on the search for the soul gem and whatnot. That's we'll get to that later. what I was yeah. telling him. Yeah. 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 See, I didn't even put that together. I was just like, yeah, oh, Tesseract, Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that one. That one's a good one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I guess let's get in there. Uh, I, I'm going to start with some broad thoughts, and then I think we'll probably delve deeper into a little bit. And, and uh, if you wanted to get my overall feeling about this movie, so I was trying to describe this to my wife. Um, she's uh, She'll watch a superhero movie with me, but it's not her bread and butter. Like, uh, she's not going to, like, she when I was like, do you want to go see Infinity War? She was like, eh, I don't know. Uh, which, in my case, it was like, I've been counting this shit down for, like, months, folks. Like, uh, I've been, I knew exactly when I was going to go see Infinity War for quite Dude, a while. If your wife's not masturbating the second bearded cap shows up on screen, just divorce her. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I don't know if she was, but anyway. Uh, so the thing is, like, um, I, I, I'm super into this movie, and I was trying to convey to her, like, what, what this means. And, and like, it, it's hard to kind of convey that because, like, you kind of have to have the backstory of, like, being a kid, growing up with comics and superhero bullshit, and, like, wanting to see that done on the big screen and be done well and then it fucking finally is like you've got this huge amount of story in the whole marvel cinematic and um what they've been doing with the past you know i are we up to 19 right now i think it's 19 yeah, yeah this is 19. 19 yeah so we're at 19 movies and, and what that does and how that relates to comic books and how big of a a like uh, a penultimate sort of thing this is um and then going into the movie itself and i gotta say as high as stakes as we're writing on this, I was actually pleasantly surprised in a lot of regards. Um, and so the, the, the one thing I'll say that I think will kind of kick us off into it is this felt like a truly comic book movie to me in a, in a way that is hard to explain because uh, you boys have read a lot of different crossover issues like that, right? Um, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this actually felt to me like a fucking solid comic crossover event. So, um, yeah. And I was, just, so here's the thing. Um, I, before we hit the record button, we were we were talking a little bit about uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and one of the things I was going to actually make a point about uh, before the conversation just went off the fucking rails, like it always does with us, uh, is that one of my biggest gripes about that movie is that the trailer was cut so well, and then when I actually watched the the final product, I was underwhelmed mm. by it. And which is not to say that I think that The Last Jedi was a bad movie, but there are definitely parts that I didn't like about it, um, and the trailer was cut in a way that I was just like, oh, this is going to be fucking awesome. And then... Oh, you want to you want to know that... Okay, this is a tangent, but you want to know the biggest trailer disappointment I've ever felt in my entire life? Terminator. Terminator Genesis. Oh, you watched oh, it? Oh, my... I no, did. Uh, maybe it wasn't Genesis. It's the one... Uh, no, I think it's Salvation. It's the one with fucking Batman in it. Oh, uh, that was Salvation. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah Salvation. Salvation. So, I, yeah, yeah. I, the trailer for that, though, was fucking amazing. And it led you to believe that we were getting this, like, post-apocalyptic, like, into Terminator. And it was set to, like, uh, uh, one of my favorite Nine Inch Nails songs. And um, I went Ooh, into that movie which, thinking... Which track was it? I can't fucking remember. But if I hear it, I'd know. Was it from The Fragile? Because anything... It, it is from The Fragile. Anything from The Fragile that, is, And that's how is, I know it was one of my favorites. one of my favorite yeah. Nine Inch Nails songs. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, um, uh, uh, it was it was uh, just an amazingly well-done trailer. And then I watched the movie and it was like, the first five minutes of that movie were that trailer. And then the rest was just like a whole bunch of horse shit that I didn't care for. Here's the thing, though. Even even with Salvation, I did I did take away some appreciation about the fact that at the end of the day, that movie was not actually about John Connor. And it didn't even matter that um, Christian Bale was in it because the movie was actually about Kyle Reese. Yeah. And I've always been a big Kyle Reese fan. Yeah. I mean, because uh, that's truly like John Connor is like he's just part of the mythos. He's not really. John Connor is like he's he's the guy that gets all the credit in the, in the Terminator mythos. But yeah. like really like the hero 
hero of the day it is Reese. Is yeah. Reese because if he hadn't impregnated Sarah Connor. All right, this has been your favorite nothing. Terminator episode of the Whatever Show. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, trailer disappointment was a big was a big factor um, for my feelings on the Last Jedi. Oh man, we're three levels away from this shit right now, aren't we? And so yeah, when we are. when we went to see Infinity War. <laughs> I was like, man, I really hope it lives up to the trailer. And then I watched the movie, and then I was like, man, I can't wait to see this movie again. Yeah. And two days, and then I did. uh, I still want to go again, but this is one of the, like, that's the thing for me, too. Like, when I leave the theater, and I'm like, oh, I got to go back and see that. Like, I I will go see Infinity War again. uh, But the crazy thing, like, that that's how good I think this is. There's not a lot of movies. Like, I watched Justice League once, and I was like, well, that's enough for me. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, like, there there wasn't, uh, I got out of that, and I was like, yeah, it was all right. Uh, and I still can't, I still haven't rewatched it. And I really and now, thought Superman's mustache was going to be less alarming on the small screen and it wasn't. And that, that really bothers me. Like the fact that they uh, did such a terrible job. So again, going off the rails again, but if you look at the CG in Infinity War. Yeah. Thanos isn't a real person. No, he, he's a CG, uh, 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 Josh Brolin. But he in. doesn't make me want to vomit. And then when I see Henry Cavill. And Justice yeah. League, I'm like, this is such a shit job. Like, why couldn't anybody do this? Like, the job that they did. Bring on in the guys who TV. did fucking Grand Moff Tarkin to get rid of the mustache. See, but that's the thing. Like, that that, that would imply that anybody made a good decision making uh, Justice League. Anyway, uh, let's not let's let's just let's try. Let's just try one time. Let's just try. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen get, because the very next thing talk about Infinity the War. The very next thing I'm going to say is the biggest difference between Infinity War and Justice League is we didn't get like. Infinity War was satisfying, whereas Justice League was like, well, maybe after the last barely passable movies, Justice League will be something great. And then it it was just OK. And then it was just OK. See, but that that I mean, that's the thing. Um, and I didn't give a fuck about the villain. That's nope. the thing I think with uh, just well, I mean, if you go back DC versus Marvel and stuff like that, that's the thing with Marvel. And that's actually this is a good way to tie us back into Infinity War. This was the payoff to this humongous thing, mm-hmm. this humongous story they've been telling for 19 movies and 10 goddamn years. Um, Feige laid the Feige, Feige laid the fucking foundation for this 10 years ago, which is crazy. And it's satisfying. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he didn't quite. Uh, I don't think they had an an inkling that they were going to be doing infinity war when they got done with iron man they uh, Avi Arad they... was was one of the executive producers for that and he is actually Avi Arad um he executive produced iron man and hulk and then it wasn't until he left the project that feige took over as the as the driving force behind the entire franchise yeah yeah, yeah. but feige's gone on to say and even uh uh joss whedon was like we had no plans with Thanos to be the main villain until that end credit scene that Joss, In the Avengers, yeah, that Joss Whedon did, and was like, "Hey, this is going to be the main arcing villain to all of this." Yeah, Are, do do you really think they didn't have that plan? Even even introducing the Tesseract in Captain America, I don't because I don't, that's definitely or ooh, I don't think ooh, that they did. Ooh. Maybe they were going Cosmic Cube with the shit. See, but if you remember right, so I like think they were on on a movie that I definitely uh, have obtained legally on my um, home uh, in my home video collection. Uh, you may forget too that part of the stinger for Captain America was literally a trailer for the Avengers. So I think that they set that up with Cap. I think by Cap, they knew that they were going to go kind of that direction with it. Well, I, but I see, don't think that that's all. A- but see, the Tesseract is a cube. And yeah. the Red Skull has almost been synonymous with the Cosmic Cube lore in the comic books throughout, right. throughout that, history. That's a good point so too. They could have they could have easily they could have swerved on that one. Done done yeah. that, and then and then when Whedon was like, "Hey Thanos," and then they were like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like Nick Fury driving <laughs> this the fucking, fucking ship around um, Tahoe and 
whatever that movie was. All right, so let's get you back know, to the movie. Um, he, it's in every thing that Nick Fury's in. This is another sort of light piece. Uh, here's another thing that I think, uh, another thing that I was explaining to my wife about this is that uh, this is, we've we've been waiting 19 movies to see these guys at their full power. Um, so like Iron Man, uh, we, we're 19 movies in and, and I think this is like the true form of Iron Man. Like, yeah, he did some cool shit in the other movies and stuff like that. But this is the one where like Iron Man is a natural in the suit. He knows exactly what's going on. He's got all these combination moves between all the different armor shit he can do. Uh, His he, armor regrows itself now because it's all nanotech. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's the evolution to like the, the penultimate Iron Man. And that's true for most of the characters in this movie, especially the original Avengers. Um, this is really sort of, I, I do believe, and we'll come back to this later, I do believe this is sort of the swan song for the original Avengers um, in terms of, you know, contracts and all that kind of bullshit. I think we always knew it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. But this is another thing. Thor, too. You, if you go back and watch Thor 1, uh, you'd be like, oh, man, you, you had any sort of issue at all with a destroyer that one time for five seconds? Like, it just wouldn't happen in this movie. By this movie, Thor is fucking godlike. Like, in fairness, <laughs> when he faced the destroyer in the first Thor, he was completely mortal. I know until the end and then he kicked his ass, but like, um, like Thor has been the God of thunder since Thor one. Uh, and, and, uh, this is the first time I was like, Holy shit, dude. Like he's, he's straight up the the God God of thunder. Thunder. Yeah. uh, Like I get why people would worship this motherfucker. Like, um, Captain America, I think it gets the less, the least part of that in this movie. And I think that's probably partly due to the fact that, uh, Captain America movies for the last, uh, the last one, especially has basically been, uh, Avengers light. Uh, in, in fact, I almost think it's not Civil quite... War. Uh, Cap- C- Civil War. Winter Soldier is... wasn't. It it was definitely very Cap centric. It introduced Falcon, of course, and then yeah, you you had a an amazing fucking. But I mean, if we're being honest, I, I consider Civil War more of a more of an uh, that's Avengers, uh, Avengers 2.5. movie. That, that's yeah. more of an Avengers movie than Ultron was, in my opinion. So, um, anyway. you're so down on Ultron. I actually rewatched it again. Like I like Ultron. Last month, it wasn't that bad. It's not terrible, but it's still it still does not hold up to me. Like it's not it it's my least favorite. But anyway, that's another digression that I don't really want to go down right now. We're gonna, dude. We're gonna go there. Try and stop it. Uh, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. But there's uh, a theory going on with Ultron trying to protect the Earth because he sees Thanos coming. Like that that's a theory that's out there. Do I, I I will bet like well I guess there's a small possibility Ultron shows up in the next movie. Here's well, the thing. Ultron's a fuck. Let's not let's not pretend he was a good guy in any way, shape, or form. No, he yeah. wasn't. Anyway, he was um, all the worst parts of Tony Stark. So I think that's the thing, like with this, is that uh, that's a, that's another big thing. Like as I'm explaining to the, like this, my wife and and you know other people, what this movie means to me. That's another thing, like seeing the evolution of these characters because they truly have evolved I, I was in some form or another. Bring that up, yeah. Like uh, uh, over the course of the last uh, 19 movies, especially the original Avengers, who have been there for like half of those things, uh, it, it's pretty pretty amazing. So we've we've watched uh, Thor go from a bleachy eyebrowed. Holy way, shit, man. way too serious. Uh, just, I, I forgot how hard it was to watch those movies because of how dumb he looks in them. Thor one is a decent story, but god damn it, they just hadn't, they didn't have it down. Like they, no. like they literally bleached his eyebrows. There's a there's a few things that are wrong with that movie, and just in beard. terms of like, but um, length, like there's there's plenty of parts I, I think that you can cut on that one. Uh, I'd cr- critique the Dark World, but I don't remember any of it except for Loki becomes Odin, which is resolved in Ragnarok in the most beautiful way possible. I, I was I was also thinking about the fact that like if Thor had been in tune with his actual abilities, uh, Malekith would have been shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, it, it's like a ten minute. But see, that's another good example. Like, it, that's a good uh, uh, evolution of the character. Like, we're to the point where the fucking only person who can stand up to the fucking Thanos 
even including the Hulk, at least as of this movie, is Thor. Well, um, well, did Hulk really stand up to him? That's what I'm saying. Like, even including the Hulk, Hulk gets his ass kicked. Thor's the only one that can hold go toe-to-toe with Thanos. As of right now. Yeah. I don't I think that's going to resolve itself in the next movie, but uh, as of right now... It- yeah, and so the, here's the thing. Captain America feels like... So Captain America feels like Captain America in every Captain America movie. Like, there's not a ton of, of um, evolution that's super visible. But then when you get to Infinity War, and guys, we already talked about this. Of course, there's going to be spoilers. But when Cap shows up at Avengers HQ, and he's talking to um, mm. fucking Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. And he was like, uh, "What? what did he say? He's like, I'm not... He's like, I'm not looking. Oh, I'm not. Look I'm not looking for your approval, and I'm yeah. way. I'm way past asking for permission. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a huge jump for Cap <laughs> because Cap has been the all American, toe the line. Yeah, like visibly, follow orders guy. Well, Civil War was a uh, was was him starting to buck that, and then this is like this is the full on. With some regard, because even even if you go back to Cap one, that's not entirely true. Because if you remember it in Cap one, like the fr- the way Cap gets his start is by telling what by his lying fr- when he's trying to enlist. <laughs> By lying when he's trying to enlist, and also telling fucking uh, um, uh, Two Face, which is the best pull I can. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones also fucking telling Tommy Lee Jones to like eat a dick and goes and he goes off to save Bucky. Like um, he doesn't say quite that, but he's like when he's like, "Don't you have somewhere to be?" If I remember right, you have somewhere to be in a half hour, kid. And he's like, "Yeah, I do." And then he just takes off and goes and saves the day. So like, Cap's always had this like very strong moral compass. But he's still like the golden boy, like the you know when when the doctor first approaches him about, "Oh, so you want to kill Nazis?" You know, and he's like, "I don't want to kill anybody, but I feel like when I see wrong being done, I need to stop it." Yeah. So like that's the thing with Cap, and and I think this is probably one of the clear. It's probably the clearest it's been said on the screen so far is that Cap's moral compass is his own, and he's gonna do whatever the fuck he's going whatever direction that points. Like, and you can't stop him as much as Tony Stark will always try and fix a problem cap will always follow his own sense of exactly justice. Like, like like when you go back and that is like one of the pieces that, that came out of um ultron that i actually don't hate uh the sokovia accords uh the that whole idea and the the premise of civil war um that makes sense to me because i think tony's more pragmatic and he might have said you know this is the way to go um, whereas Cap's like, no, dude, that's fucking wrong. And th- that's it. Like, that's it. There's no, you know, I guess I'm going to go on the lamb because I got to do the right thing. So um, so th- that's one of the things I think that uh, really kind of makes Cap the heart of the team. And I'm going to be so sad when they kill him in the next movie. Aren't we all? And so I was talking to Luke and but as we're talking about character progression, Stark is another one that. Hold that thought. Guys, shout out to one of our listeners. <laughs> Rob. Who, as we're sitting down recording this podcast about this movie, he's just now sat in the theater to watch it for the first time. So, good luck with that, buddy. Enjoy, Uh, my friend. Yeah. Anyway, Tony Stark, go. So, Stark, he started out as a person that was, like, helping the military build weapons, then finds out that the enemy is getting his weapons. He's like, no, this isn't cool. I'm going against this. I'll, I'll do you one better. It's not even about the fact that the enemy was getting his weapons. It's he saw he the saw devastation what, yes, the weapons were happening. causing in the wrong hands. And he goes, I'm or not about right that. Hands. I'm not about that. I'm going to change this. I'm not making weapons anymore. And he goes on this path. And then he has this turn in Ultron after actually the Avengers when he has like all his PTSD from seeing the aliens and seeing that they're not the only life forms in the universe. And he's like, no, I need to protect the Earth because this shit's going on so he builds 
the Iron Legion. And then he's like, ultimately, world security, I need to build Ultron. He ends up fucking up royally. Superbot goes crazy. And so after the events of Ultron, he goes, no, I think that we actually need to be... Somebody needs to take control of us because we just go in there and devastate things. Tony Stark, if you look at if you look at Tony Stark, number one, his left arm is always hurt, and number two, he has a like it's it's a character flaw of his. Like he always fucks up and then tries to fix it. Like that yeah. is that is that is Tony Stark. Like weapons manufacturer, oh shit, this is bad. I got to stop this. I got to fix this. And then it goes into um uh himself in in Iron Man two when he was when he's talking about. You know, when he's dying, he's got to figure out what's going on. He's got to fix something. Um, Iron Man 3, PTSD, he's got to fix it. Avengers, he's, I guess, just one of the guys in the Avengers. That's one of the few movies that isn't actually Stark-centric. Um, and he oh, kind of mentions totally that in is, Iron Man 3. At least in terms of screen time and stuff like that. He mentions that in Iron <clears throat> Man 3. And he's like, I'm a tinkerer. I need to fix things. That's what yeah. I do. Like, And then, and then of course, but, but I mean, he, here's the thing. He's the classic case of like, um, okay, my job, IT guy. One of the things I was asked about during my interview, he's like, uh, the COO at the time was like, he goes, I don't want to get into a position where we have an IT staff that has to start a fire to put it out to have something to do. Yeah. Because apparently that's a thing that happens quite a bit out, out in the world. Um, and that's Tony Stark to a fucking T. Like, he is always fixing things, but usually they're things that he's already set on fire. A little bit. See, like, the thing is, is I think Tony is kind of like a bumbling sort of like almost like Lenny, like of Mice and Men. Like, he, he wants to do the right <laughs> thing. He He's like genius Lenny. He wants to do the right thing, but he doesn't always, always get what the right thing is because he does have a, sort of a, like a, a detachment, I guess, in a way. Um, and so he kind of fucks up uh, about some easy stuff. Like, to me, that that's the that was the... Um, the weak point of civil war for me is I was like, well, there's a clear one side to this and Tony's on the wrong side of it. So, uh, that, that's it. Like, um, but that feels very like to the character for me. So like the progression here though, I, I think I, I like ultimately, um, because by the time we get to this movie, we do see a much more selfless Tony. We do see a Tony who's actually like paying attention to the bigger picture shit. Um, like even even the, the the like one of my favorite scenes in this movie is such a tiny tiny thing. But um, as the after Hulk lands in in the uh, Sanctum Sanctorum, and then the shit starts going down in New York, uh, Tony sort of goes out the door, and there's that really really great tracking shot that follows him out, and his reaction was like, "Oh, we gotta get you get this dude to safety, like you B player, uh, wizard number three or whatever. You take this guy, you Wong. know, go go save. Uh, was it Wong? Yeah, it was I, Wong. I, for some reason, I'm thinking it's like a like a whatever. But anyway, um. It's like, you know, you need to get this guy to safety because I got to go fight the bad guys. And the first so that, thing he does is he picks that lady up outside the street that falls. Yeah, like for That sure. was his first instinct. She fell and she's like, here, get up. So go, I, run. I, I like that progression from the character because if you start, if, if you go rewatch Iron Man, he's just so incredibly fucking self-centered, self-centered, self-centric. He, he is. And, and Downey Jr. plays it to a T and it's, it's so fucking great. Like I was just thinking about the fact that. Um, you know, Iron Man 2 is definitely not the strongest entry into the MCU, but there's so many parts of it that I actually, I don't, I don't think I would like Tony Stark to the point that I do without, especially his battle with, uh, Gary Shandling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which continues on. I mean, even that, that, that character even is revisited later on, um, yeah. Winter Soldier. But, uh, yeah, Tony, Tony is, 
there's a reason people gravitate toward him but like i i love the fact that tony tony's downey's amazing tony's hero's journey arc is probably the actual true hero's journey arc in this first 10 years it's kind of a weird deal because he he goes from being like oh i'm doing something that's not great and i'm gonna fix it so i'm the good guy by the end of it but then like he's still got a long way to go I feel like he's the most humanized out of all of us because it's like what we would be doing. Say if we were in his shoes, we'd be trying to fix things because we see all these problems that are happening and we our initial reaction is to fix them. Actually, that's one of the things I like about the characters. That's not how I identify at all. Like I'm I'm much more identified with Cap side of thing of like, like, no, I would I would do the thing that I believe is the correct thing regardless uh, um, where I don't feel that with Tony. Like that's that's one of the things well, I Tony do just like doesn't about know Tony's what the character. right thing is. Like that's exactly. his thing. Like, he doesn't have the moral compass that Cap that, does. And right. he points that out in this film. Like yeah. when he's talking to Strange on top of the Q ship or in the Q ship, he's like, this has been bothering me for the last six years. This has been in my head and on my mind for the last six years. I know that he's coming for Earth. We have the stones. I don't know what the right move is, but it's better to draw him away than than I think it is to have him. Yeah, that's another. Go to Earth. I think, I think like, that's a great character moment too. Because he he's, he's like, like, I don't know what to do. Get 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 him off of our turf too. Um, yeah. Um, well, you always want to. I mean, it's it's something that uh, Superman definitely didn't think about in Man of Steel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like where do we fight downtown Metropolis? What could go wrong? Let's let's just wreck the fucking city. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, that's 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 I like that. Um, I don't know. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of Tony Stark stuff in this movie, but at the same time, there's so much with Infinity War. Like it definitely is not the Tony Stark show. Like yeah, the so way that... it's cut together, and and again, here's a couple things that people may not know before we get too involved. Number one, every scene with the Guardians in it, the dialogue for the Guardians was written by James Gunn. That's yeah. unheard of in Hollywood a lot of the because time. Because the Russo brothers were like, we want you to write this because we don't want to get the tone wrong. Exactly. So the fact that. The fact that this one piece of the MCU is recognized as being unique amongst everything a, else. A lot and and that's the thing, is the MCU movies, everybody's like, Well, yeah, it's easy to do this universe when everything's cookie cutter. If it was cookie cutter, we wouldn't have Doctor Strange. We wouldn't have the Guardians. There's See, so many pieces of it that are actually different. I talked about this before uh we we sat down to record and, and and I heard a review and one of them said is like you can tell that the people that were working on this don't really care about it that much. It seems like a little bit too corporatized and and like again I felt like I, I was watching an entirely different movie because knowing all of those details, having the tone be exactly correct for all the the, the characters, having there be so much uh, like um th- first off this is an easter egg. there's more easter eggs in this movie probably than there is on actual fucking easter um so there's there's a ton of stuff to get into that way uh which shows a level of care um but i think just things like that decisions like that of like no james gunn gave birth to the guardians and they are what they are because of the way he's handled them um so let's let him do that part of this movie is just done in a way that i i don't think um shows up in a lot of ways and i think it shows a lot of care for how the ultimate product turns out especially because they managed to do it like this is another big big prop thing i got to give the movie for like i think at some point when i was uh when i was watching civil war i was like man they really did a good job fitting in all these characters uh and then we take that up to 11 with infinity war like there's fucking 30 times as many characters in infinity war and i i was really really impressed to come out of the thing and feel uh like they really did a great job balancing it all um which character had their moment and their time to shine a little bit guys luna wants everybody to know that she just just ate a skeeter eater and and she saved us good job luna anyway thanos is next right um i 
I'm going to I'm going to go you one one further on that, too. And that is I'm going to give the Russo brothers credit for the cap as we know it, because as much as I liked the first Captain America and it was a super enjoyable movie, Cap didn't oh, didn't get to where Cap Soldier, is yeah. until the Russo brothers with Winter Soldier. Uh, likewise, with Black Widow, Black Widow has been good in other movies as well. But I really feel like she's the strongest. In fact, I felt like she was the strongest, period, in Winter Soldier, like the the relationship that she had with Cap during that time. Even to this day, I feel like Winter Soldier is still probably even next. I think just behind Infinity War, the strongest MCU film. I, I again, uh, I, I've been singing the praises of Winter Soldier on this podcast since before you started joining us. So yeah, yeah same. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> and I'm not even sure that that uh, on on the face of it, I wouldn't still say that that's not the better movie. Um, I, I do. Don't get me wrong. I get that Infinity War um, is going to be this big thing, but Infinity War is a big thing. It's a giant. It's a giant ass comic book popcorn movie. Yeah. But uh, Winter Soldier like movie movie Winter like Soldier is a movie that you can be yeah. like, I want to watch a quality movie. Like you can put yeah. in Winter Soldier, and it's it's going to always. So you know satisfy. Luke. You know Luke at work, who yeah. I got to watch these films. Not a comic book fan. He's always he's like, I'm never going to watch these. Never never watch. A comic I'm never going to watch these. Until these are last stupid. Two months ago. I'm not going to get into them. I'm like, watch the MCU films. You're going to get into them. And I just force fed him these films and he can't get enough and then he stumbled upon when he got to winter soldier and was like dude i forgot i was watching a a, a superhero film like I, I, which is which is which is amazing because i've always compared that movie to the manchurian candidate and then that's exactly really, what, what the, tony stark calls him in civil war he's like hey manchurian candidate yeah. <laughs> can you calm down yeah uh i i don't know i got done with winter soldier and i've been saying this for the same for a very long time which is like that was an that's a phenomenal spy movie like that that's james bond like that's up there with the best james, james bond films in terms of like spy movies or 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 born or whatever your particular you know favorite flavor of spy is so anyway, um, there was a moment in going back to Stark. There was a moment in Infinity War that Cap actually gave the nod to Tony, and I don't know if you guys caught the line, but he said, "The Earth just lost their greatest defender," and that was because that was Tony going when he, away when he when he, looked, when he left when Bruce yeah. had to call him and go, "Hey, this is what happened. Tony's yeah. not here anymore." Yeah, I, I I love that line because uh, that that's the thing. Well, it's all about respect, and that's the the whole thing. The way that the way that they parted ways in Civil War, obviously, like Tony was pissed and lashed out, but Cap didn't hold it against him. You know what I mean? No. Like if Tony had called him a year before that, or six months before that, or whatever, like he still would have come to his aid and done whatever he needed to do to help out. He didn't ever hold that against Tony. Tony was the one that had kind of the grudge and was like, my dad made that shield. You can't have that shield kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and understandably so, he felt betrayed by Cap. He better get the fucking shield back in the next movie. Oh, I'm that, sure That will. was one of the, the one thing that I felt a little cock blocked by was that uh, they were like, and get this man a shield. And I was like, "Where this? where's the rest of it? You know, like <laughs> they brought that out and I was like, that's not a shield. He got like a big arm flappy. He's like, got he, fins. He, he's got <laughs> you fins. Just like, fins. You gave him wings. Like he's not a fucking 80s chicken, a power suit. Take the fucking fl- wings off. Like, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, th- th- there, there's so many different ways to go. Uh, so comedy wise, uh, it, you know, I, I thought, um, I think I said this when I got done watching Guardians that I was like, you know, I'm getting a little tired of the, the shtick 
Uh, uh, and I'm not, <laughs> not no. at all. I got into this and I think maybe it was just that the jokes were better written. Like that's the other thing. There's, there's jokes in all of them and, and Ultron, there's jokes and stuff like that. And they just didn't hit me the way they did the first Avengers movie. And this one, I think even does that a little bit better. I think there's some other things, not just the, like the simple one liners, but the visual gags in there too. Like when fucking, uh, uh, uh Bucky's swinging around rocket and one arm. Dude, and, that was and, amazing. Yeah. And, I was and like, and, the and, and then immediately rocket's like, how much for the guns? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I all right, how about the arm? <laughs> I'm getting that arm. Yeah. Uh, that oh, arm. you know he's stealing that arm, too. Yeah, he super is. Like, Bucky's going to wake up one morning. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so the, the comedy in this movie is pretty outstanding. I, I don't want to turn this into a recitation of our favorite lines, uh, even though th- that that could be fun and it could just take the next half hour. Um, <laughs> some of my, fa- some of my favorite copy banter. My beard. Yeah. Some of my favorite banter in the film the Angel is Pirate, between yeah. Stark and Doctor Strange. Um, two egotistical bastards. Oh God! That go back and forth, dude. Was and amazing. It, and it's so funny because they're almost identical people. Like if, if, yeah. for the beginning of the Strange, with uh, with how fucking self centered he is and shit like yeah. that. Um, he had to shed that a lot quicker than Tony. Tony had several movies with which to shed that that yeah, whole that, personality defect. But like, that's the one thing that I, th- I think is going to be a little bit harder for the new cast. Is that's pretty much true of like all the new Avengers. Is that they've uh, only had one movie, maybe they've, two they've, at tops, one or two, and they've got to show a huge amount of per- progression in those one or two movies. And so Doctor Strange to me was one of the most notable ones. And I was like, you guys remember like the last movie when he was just kind of an asshole? Like, uh, uh, we're 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 uh back there now but now he's suddenly like sort of like uh the brains of the the avengers at the moment so well and again that's pulled from the infinity gauntlet too and yeah since they had him they might as well use him but yeah um uh, dude love the iron spider suit right oh god that oh. was glorious um, yeah and spider-man's a character that we're probably going to talk about quite a bit in this and i'm surprised he hasn't come up yet but like we got to see spider since right we saw it in the trailer but it was no less impressive when you're watching it in the movie. Yeah, we knew Spider-Sense was coming, I think, a little bit in the movie. And even still, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie, too. Uh, Spider-Sense pops off and and uh, uh, he immediately goes, Ned, cause a distraction. And like four seconds. We're all going to die. No, no, no. Yeah, no, thing is, no hesitation whatsoever. I don't think even Ned realized, like, Peter was like trying to talk to him. Like he said, Ned, he turns. He, all he saw was the ship and was like, we're all fucked. Yeah, that it was like, such a funny moment in the movie, and then seeing Spider-Man take off, like, uh, and and you know, do the thing where he kind of skates across the water. I know that was in the trailer dude, too, dude, but I was still dude. so so happy for that. S- slow down for just a second. Yeah, how great was it that Ned was in fucking Infinity War, right? Oh yeah, that like, that guy. Two like, seconds, but awesome. But but they they found a place for him. Like that's that, that's that, what ex- I thought was that, amazing. That's like, exactly the thing. Like they managed to do. All, they did so much justice for like pretty much every character they put in this movie. Um, it's amazing. Except for fucking uh, Hawkeye and Ant-Man who got done dirty, especially Hawkeye. Like, Hawkeye, they're, they're just like, oh, they're on house arrest or whatever, so they're not going to be in the movie. So, also, the deal with uh, Ant-Man is that Ant-Man and the Wasp, which comes out in, like, a month and a half, yeah. takes place before and during Infinity War. So I feel like at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, we're going to see the disintegration happening, and they're going to be like, what the fuck's going on? Like... Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me too. I, I just there's no out for Hawkeye on this. Like there's no, no there's not they, gonna be a Hawkeye movie they, anytime they, soon. They talked about him. Yeah, <laughs> they were just like uh, Hawkeye was a thing. And this is another thing. That maybe makes they me, team up in Ant Man and the Wasp. You know what? I that's kinda, what everybody's been saying is like maybe he shows up in Ant Man and the Wasp. I don't think so because I think we knew like they did the same thing with Ragnarok. Like uh, Thor and the Hulk didn't show up in Civil War at all. Uh, but then you know the, like everybody was talking about how the Hulk's going to be a big part of Ragnarok and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think that's what's happening with Hawkeye. I think I think this is another one of like I actually kind of wonder if like Jeremy Renner has set beef with somebody. Um, 
Because they straight up just did not give a fuck about Hawkeye, and if they really wanted to, they would. Dude, they, but they, they could have fit him in the movie. Do, do you think? Do you think they would have even mentioned him though if they didn't have a plan for him? I, I think only because They've been a bunch saying, of nerds would be sitting around and be like, "What? You're not even going to mention Hawkeye?" Like the Russo brothers have been saying that he has a bigger part to play in Avengers Four, and he was kind of the heart and soul, especially in Ultron. Like he yeah. was, he was the see. But that's that's the other he had sort the of speech like, with Wanda, who, by the way. No accent anymore. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm actually glad they got rid of that. That was a terrible accent. It's funny because like uh, the, the Avengers have done a lot of things like that. Like Thor actually is one of my favorite examples of that. Of like in the first movie, they're like, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna give him this doof- doofy accent, and we're gonna bleach his eyebrows, and you're gonna have this stupid gigantic wig on." And then by the last one, they're just like, "No, nah, we're just gonna Hemsworth do- just do Hemsworth." And, and I guess sound he, Australian. He he, he, sh- he, sh- he sounds like. Uh, uh, Australian Norse god, basically. Uh, so that's that's kind of funny. Um, he's, he, he, he tosses he sounds in more a, British than he does Australian. He, he tosses in a ye old or whatever every now and then, and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, Norse god, uh, rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So that more power, rabbit. That's oh, that's, that's fun. God again, I mentioned this before that we started the podcast, but the scene with Rocket and Thor, when Rocket actually was like, okay, time to be captain. Oh, okay. This is a good segue back to like uh, this is one of the one of the reasons I, I'm gonna go down enjoying this movie for a really long time is that uh, this is what felt like the the best comic book team like this is why it felt like a comic book movie to me is because they captured that essence that I so love about the the team ups uh, when you do a big you know like issue like this like Civil War when you do a big you know cr- crossover series you get all of these sort of interactions with these characters you normally don't see on screen together um, you know like even even Strange and Spider man where uh oh we're doing our super we're doing our fake names huh you know like that that bit like all those little interactions coming together it was so amazing and this is another example of like if you'd asked me going to this movie am i gonna see a a scene with rocket and thor nah, maybe am is it gonna be one of the standout scenes in the movie for me i never would have guessed that in a million well, fucking and years it, and it's weird because okay so for us these guys are these characters are all old friends right like we we know these characters because we've watched them all um, in other movies and whatnot. And so when you see them on screen at the same time for the first time, you're just now going, oh, fuck, that's right. These guys haven't met. Yeah. You know, Who the hell are you? You know, and then all of a sudden they go and meet the giant, you know, um, uh, fucking in the foundry. Uh, yeah. The giant, yeah. the giant, which, by the way, was played by a dwarf, which was amazing. I, Peter Dinklage. They, they, that was that was just amazing. Yes, because uh, I think they show Peter. He bef- technically is called a dwarf in the in the. Yeah, the, the thing, he so. is. But I think they show Peter before you get a sense of perspective. Yeah, and then you get that perspective on it. And it's just like, oh, you fuckers! He towers <laughs> above everybody. <laughs> that, like that's that such is a genius move. Yeah. That is that is the definition of irony. Um, also, I'm out of beer, so yeah, let's pause right there. We'll come back and vamp for another 45 minutes or so. All right, so let's get back into it, and I'm going to say, okay, let's open this up with... Back to that scene with Rocket and Thor. Mm -hmm. A lot of people's complaints with the MCU was there weren't any permanent deaths. And then you go into what Thor is saying, like, this is my story. Like, I've lost everything and everyone. Yeah, but your mom, your mom's still alive, right? (laughs) <laughs> no my mother was killed by a dark elf like yeah that's that's that whole thing is fantastic and that um, was phase two and everybody's complained about death and i'm like holy shit like it didn't dawn on me until then that thor had lost literally all these people 
Yeah. Well, see, the thing about deaths in the MCU is that they, they, there are deaths. You can go back and find them in a lot of the different movies. They just the come thing, back. Sometimes they come back, and that's not always true. Like, Loki is probably the best example of, like, a beloved character who actually... Thor's lost Loki three times now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and 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 I and I mean that like in, I think I think that's another joke in that rocket scene. He's like, I'm pretty sure my brother's dead this time for real. Yeah, uh, uh, but I mean, if you think about it, like Loki has grown up Thor's brother his entire life, right? Mm-hmm. And then even though he didn't die in the first Thor movie, like he still realized that he was the one that was masterminding like the evil plan and all that kind of stuff. So he, in a sense, he lost his brother. But that's another. Then that's, even Loki, like uh, they open it up with that, which is okay. So I, I guess that's a, a scene I want to hit really quick. They open it up with this sort of brutal scene with uh, Thanos, uh, Loki, the Hulk and Thor. Heimdall, the Asgardians, they, they've just had their asses handed to them. Like, Thor's, in sh- Thor's shackled, uh, the Hulk has just gotten the shit beat out of him, and uh, the Hulk, that's right, uh, which I thought was a brilliant way to sort of like, no, we're setting this shit up. You think the Hulk is strong? Uh, watch how much, watch how I make him my bitch, which also serves as a good, you know, part of the movie anyway. Uh, but uh, they set that up, and that was another huge progression, I think. Like, uh, they, they progressed Loki's character the most, I think, with Ragnarok. But even into this one, Loki actually was going to do the self-sacrificing thing. Like, I, I have to believe he knew, like, this wasn't some, like, power play. Like, Loki wasn't like, I'm going to kill Thanos and I get to be Thanos now. I, I think it was seriously, like, no, you just, you fucking wrecked my shit. You just wrecked my ship. You're, you're going to kill my brother. You know, like, I, I think Loki was actually doing the right Thing, so there was um, a couple instances much in the same way he shows up at the end of Ran- ragnarok in this scene i seen it the second time i was watching loki and his mannerisms and when he's going through all of his titles and who he is and what makes him him like he fir- like finally called himself the god of mischief and then he finally claimed himself as odin's son yeah like he's never claimed himself I- as odin's son and that was a big step because if you watch Thor Ragnarok when when Odin is about to die in Ireland or Scotland or where the hell they are, he says, my sons. And Loki gives him this look and looks at him up and down like, you, you're you actually recognizing me as your son finally? See, which that that, I, that was a little weaker because he kind of – Odin really kind of has always – Loki's just he been has, a little but bit of a spoiled bitch about it. He's never really, he's never really felt that from Odin. I, I I actually enjoyed the part where when he was trying to um get into or, or make Thanos think he was he was trying to take his side or whatever when he was talking about his experiences on Earth and he was like yeah. oh you mean your failures and he's like no I mean my experiences like he just totally flat out just he's like no I count experience as experience exactly like yeah. that was that was yeah I, I I enjoyed that line because he for the most part is spineless through a lot of shit like he will do anything he can to take the easy way out. And that was just a, a very blatant, like, no, I'm going to argue with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I will yeah. argue everything. <clears throat> Which, again, speaks to the evolution of the characters in this movie. Yeah, like, I, I got to think that the way he ingratiated him, him, himself with the Grandmaster was not to be like, uh, no, actually, full of shit on that one. Uh, I, I don't think that's probably how that went down. No. And when he said Loki, Odin's son, and he gave, he looks at, Th- there's a pause, and then he looks at Thor like, yeah, you're my brother. Yeah. Like that, I was like, "Oh shit!" And then that's when you see the knife come out, and he tries to kill Thanos, and he's like, "No." Yeah, that that whole. All scene, I'm saying is, if that had been Gamora right there, she could have killed him. It would have been over. Um, that that whole thing, um, was kind of, I don't know. I I just I, I thought that was a brilliant way to set the tone of the movie. Like we're going up against this ultimate bad. Like th- th- there's there's been very few, uh, like. 
uh, that's that's another thing. Like Ultron doesn't feel like enough of a threat for the Avengers by this point, uh, having gone up against the Chitari. It's just a bunch of other, you know, uh, uh, sock puppets that they can knock down. Yeah, but here's the thing. Ultron, um, AI, anything, anything that can spread through like the Internet or whatever, like that fucking shit scares the okay. shit out of me. Yeah. Just because let's, let's let's just put it this way. Have you ever played The Force Unleashed? Uh, this yes. Star Wars no, video game. I actually haven't. Yes. Okay, how about Jedi Knight or Jedi Academy? Yeah, yes. those, those I played the shit out of. Okay, at some point, aren't you just like, oh, it's a stormtrooper. Like, you're just cannon fodder. You're, you're ways for me to practice all the cool saber shit I can do. Right. Yeah, okay, so that's how I feel like going into previous Avengers movies, like, especially by Ultron, it's like, oh, you're, you're just a bunch of shit I can practice my, my cool hammer throws on. Uh, and then we get to this movie where, like, there is now a suddenly a very big threat that you actually, like, actually feel threatening on the screen, especially when they open up with their, like, hey, you know how uh, Loki is one of your favorite characters from the MCU, everybody? Done. Done. That's, yeah. That's what it is about Ant-Man that I couldn't wrap my head around. So the reason why I equate Ant-Man with Iron Man is because the villain is super one-dimensional and it's just a dude. Yeah. Like, you look at all the other movies that have come out since then, though, like, um civil war with even with baron zemo like zemo's end game was not uh to let loose a bunch of winter soldiers on on no. the world it was to turn the avengers against each, each other, other which is more dangerous than a dude in a costume right yeah mm-hmm. and that's how phase three starts and then you look at things like dr strange dormammu giant interdimensional being that controls all space but and the, time well the real bad guy for that movie time, though but time. that 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 was like the end game thing but the real bad guy in that movie was uh fucking kaiser Soze or whatever kaiseris 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 yeah but yet, yet sort of but that was just dormammu working I mean, through him but yeah. like so there's a big there's very Ish. real dangerous big bads in in most of the phase three movies he was because dormammu couldn't enter earth or the earth realm because of the three sanctum sanctorums that were protecting earth from him entering it so and in order for him to enter earth he had to have the sanctorums be taken down and the only person that could do that was caecilius but then you've got hella right also mm, yeah. giant big bad hella I, I, you know see it's it's she's good but also didn't feel i mean i don't know thor still couldn't beat her like no. yeah, the, that's only the, way, the only way the only way she that is a good point. he lost is that he had to re- um, unleash Ragnarok on yeah 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 he, he did still cheat he on still single handedly could not take Hela Hela was gonna end him yeah that's a good point that is a good point I just hit her with a lightning blast to end all lightning blasts that was a good line too um okay so anyway um I, I, the the opening scene it's a good way to set the tone of the movie up I think and it gives you an idea what we're, what you're dealing with um. And, and you know it comes hard out of the gate because like immediately you're like uh, uh you know, I I think this is almost an answer to this, some of the criticism of like oh yeah nobody ever dies in MCU movies well fuck you motherfuckers uh we're killing a couple of them right off the bat and then it just doesn't really slow down too much um uh here's a good place to say that Bale and I were both wrong by the way because we actually both um on our own were uh of the opinion that Heimdall actually yes. was in possession of the Soul Stone which. With his powers and everything, made a lot of sense in what the MCU's been doing and building up. The fact that he could see three trillion souls, the fact that he can go into people's minds and their souls and give right. bring them to him, like he did in Thor Ragnarok. We were like, oh, instead shit. they just didn't explain that. So, <laughs> so we were Magic wrong, bitches. and then Heimdall died. Yeah, because Asgard. Uh, also, Korg, Meek, any of those guys alive still? So 
I was wondering that too because I was like, where the fuck was Valkyrie? Like, where did Valkyrie go? That was my big thing. She's in another movie, I think, coming up. But Thor does. Thor says something to, I can't remember who it was. He's like, he killed half of the people from Asgard that were left. So, essentially, what I'm thinking is there was escape pods on that ship that they all got out of. I think Korg, Meek, and Valkyrie were the ones that... is just killing half the people. So, and I think he does it, you know, like planet to planet. So, I think he might have killed half of Asgard. But I think, like, Rocket, somebody mentioned, like, why didn't he kill Rocket? And it's because there's one fucking Rocket. Like, there, there is no half, you don't have to kill half the rockets, because there's one rocket. There's no other rockets. There's nothing like rocket, there's no other... Right. rocket was a genetic yeah, experiment. Just like, there's so no I, other Gamora. I, I kind of get the feeling that you're going to get off the same way with, like, um, uh, Korg and Meek are probably alive out there somewhere, because there's, like, you're not Asgard, and there's only one of you, so what the fuck ever. There's more than one Gamora. I mean, there was well, more than one of the Gamorans. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, s- I didn't say Gamora. Yeah, you did. You did, but... I did? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Anyway, um, did you mean Nebula? I meant Nebula. Okay. Yeah, sister, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, um, I, I think I don't know. Anyway, the, if we want to talk for a second, I guess this is actually one of the weak parts. For oh, me. we get to talk now. Uh, yeah. Oh. I thought we might try that out Not on this banter. episode. Um, this is there. There's there's two weak parts for me for this movie. Number one is Thanos. They do give him a. Plausible, it doesn't quite take me out of the movie explanation for why he's hell-bent on killing half of the universe. Uh, but I really thought that was kind of weak as hell. Um, comic book so, storyline is... Like, he's trying to impress death. Yeah, and that makes a little bit more sense to me, although incredibly sociopathic, dick, dick-headed. They, they, did, like, they did explain it a little bit in that in, like, it was just his own... Uh, relevant experience on on titan when he yeah. was yeah and i just I, I think that's i i think that's a little bit of weak tea because like you're like well yeah titan really because singular... my wife kind of agrees with him i i agree with him too i actually like are you like all dwight Schrute? like uh this world needs a new plague like um like i actually like thanos's memes in this movie because they don't ha- I, I think for... unless you brought hella back there's no reason to have like lady death in here whatsoever so like, don't get me wrong. It's it's a it's enough that I can get with it for the movie. But I think if you stop and think about it for like half a fucking second, you have to assume that Thanos is like uh, also a little bit dumb as rocks. Because here's the thing about the universe: it is infinite and ever expanding, as thus far as we know. Um, which means that the resources of the infinite or, uh, of the universe are infinite and ever expanding. Which means there's no running out. Which means there's th- this makes no logical sense whatsoever. Uh, I mean, humans now, though, we'll, back, yeah. we'll kill ourselves. It's a comic book movie for a sec. It's it's a comic book movie, so I get it. Like on a small scale, this has kind of been a theme of like uh, modern popular culture for a long time, which is that exactly what you just said. Humans are too dumb to live on this planet, and uh, we're gonna kill ourselves off, and blah blah blah. Um, so, like, I thought that, you know, as a motivation, it was okay, but it was kind of a, it was, it was the weak, one of the weak parts of the movie for me. The second weak part of the movie was actually the use of the Infinity Gauntlet, um, because I think the, the Infinity Gauntlet is so fucking OP that there's no reason why any, there has to be any threat towards I, Thanos I whatsoever. will give you that for this one moment and this one moment alone, and that is the bubbles coming out of the gun. I was like, Really? But like all of it, really, the the, the yeah. moment where it shines through exactly how OP the Infinity Gauntlet is for me, and one of the reasons why it's like, well, why do we like half of the shit you don't even Th- Thanos? If you if again, this this actually this is maybe my ultimate theorem about this movie. Thanos is actually dumb as a fucking rock because if you gave the Infinity Gauntlet to your average thirteen year old kid, um, they would have come up with more creative uses and just had this shit over in like five minutes. Here's the thing um, about Thanos; he's only got one goal. 
Like yeah. he just he believes he's right about one thing so much that nothing else fucking matters but to like, him. One he's the, a lot like Tony Stark. One of the big scenes yeah. in the movie, I think, that kind of highlights exactly. There, there's two scenes where it kind of shows off exactly how fucking OP the Infinity Gauntlet is. One is when he plays with the reality stone at uh uh when he confronts the guardians mm-hmm. yeah uh that you know he turns drax to rocks and shoots bubbles and stuff like that out of the gun and and turns uh, mantis not, into that weird springy not, shit not only that but the whole f- reality area of that planet is like fucked with like yeah okay so that that's one thing like reality is literally at his command uh secondarily if you somehow manage to get one over on him, he's got the time stone. And so that kind of comes through with the scene with uh, Vision and Witch, uh, where where um, Scarlet's got to put out uh, uh, Scarlet Witch, that is, not Scarlet Johansson, um, has to destroy the mind stone uh, that, you know, currently is occupying uh, Vision's forehead. And through great pains to her personal well-being and, you know, basically kills Vision, destroys the gem. And then Thanos walks up and he's like, oh, yeah, bitch, I got the thing and just rewinds the whole time, you know, and just smacks her off like nothing, uh, which was another just like straight up dick move. Like she's got to live with the fact now that she killed Vision, but he's also not dead. But then Thanos killed Vision, which like she's got to have the memory of both like Vision dying twice and the fact that she also killed him. Here's one the thing is I don't know and that it they also do. didn't matter. I don't know that after after the dust settles. Haha, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, maybe. Um, I don't know that after all that stuff shakes out that um, maybe they start forgetting the people that vanished. because They don't. Because they cap well, very Viz, well Viz knows. didn't vanish. Viz, Viz, like, Viz was just straight up killed. The question is, no, does, she, does, remember, does, she, does she, remember she remember the other killing, reality? Killing, uh, does she remember killing um, Vision the first time? That's a good question. I don't know how that's going to show I don't know. Out. I don't well, know how they're going to do that, but. Because in the comics, didn't they like immediately forget? Because if they had, if they didn't, and it was just no, like a because progressive because thing. Spidey saw people disappear in Times Square and was like, "Well, that's fucking weird." When they did the snaps, that was the snaps in the comics, um, which is why if you go into a lot of forum threads or Reddit threads, they're going to talk about snap. It's it's because that's straight up what happened in the comics. There was a sort of like visual in the, in, in this snap as people were disappearing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um. So that's the thing. That's the other weak point for me is that like uh, Thanos as a villain um, just doesn't use a tenth of the power that he's given. Yeah, uh, but didn't you want to go out and buy a Thanos T-shirt right after you saw it? Because I, I did. I, I did. I did. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm actually um, tomorrow. I'm going to be dyeing my beard so it looks like balls. So um, it looks like a ball sack. I yeah. do want it to look like a ball sack because I think that's going to be what kids are doing this next. You know, this next year. I think next summer the big cosplay is actually going to be ball chin. Um, Nutsack so, for chin. Yeah, nutsack chin. So and, I was, I was pulling, I was pulling I, out some of the best one-liners from that movie on on my kids before they went and saw it, <laughs> and, and I. And I, I might have looked at Emmy and told her that she looked like she had a nutsack on her chin. And then my wife might have informed me that um, when you're saying that to a girl, especially a teenage one, that that might have a different connotation. I was like, well, <laughs> fuck, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, yeah. And I know you're thinking like as we're talking about ball section, I think I, I bet you're sitting at home going, well, that's immature. That is so immature. I cannot believe these guys. Guys, it's in the movie. It I, was, I pulled it directly from the and, movie. And, and to be fair, it was Star-Lord that said it. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> in another, you know, brilliant sort of Star-Lord moment. So, um, Can we talk about the relationship between Gamora and Thanos? 
See, this is another thing that I thought they did really, really well because um, we know uh, from the past that Gomorrah is his adopted daughter. Uh, we don't get the circumstance of it. And that's really kind of one of the big setups in this movie. And I do think it's going to be a big part of the endgame. Uh, Gomorrah uh, and Star... And not Starlight. Gomorrah, although Nebula. that's probably a thing. Gomorrah and uh, especially Thanos' relationship. I think that's going to be a big part of the endgame. Uh, and I thought that they did that so well in this movie. Like, they didn't have a whole lot of time to show it, what it meant to Gamora, uh, how that whole thing came about. But I thought they did a really, really good job uh, putting those pieces together, uh, like, on... Because that's, that's like, a, original canon as of this movie uh, that I thought that they did a super great job with. I... Like, like, the start of the big build was back to nowhere, where he had the reality gem shifted, where it looked like did Gamora... Make a jerking off motion, yeah, well, like stab motion. Okay, where she stabs I... Thanos in the neck. And okay, sure. He's like, "Well, that was quick," and you know, Gamora feels for Thanos or has some kind of feelings for Thanos because she starts immediately breaking down and crying. Um, yeah, and she does. Like it was a hard yeah, thing for her. Yeah, it was. Well, it was like there's to, this to thing, her. I think it was like putting down a rabid dog. There's this like, thing though called Stockholm syndrome. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that happens when somebody when you're when you are 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 a captive and you start. And then there's there's moments with Thanos that he's has like. Well, that's that's the dad thing. Well, that's the whole thing. Okay, so again, and I guess it's a little late for this, but of course, spoilers, more spoilers. Yeah, but I mean, if you're still listening this whole to thing it, has been spoiled. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, the whole concept, the whole idea behind how he gets the soul gem was that he has to sacrifice Something. what he loves the most. And but at the time they don't know that yet. Well, but that's the thing is, or he doesn't. Well, he doesn't know he has to sacrifice her, but he definitely loves her, and yes. like that's 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 the thing that you you don't know yeah, that's until what I'm saying. like that's, this that's movie one of the things is... that I really like about this movie is they managed to set that up in a way that like it's a payoff basically because they they mentioned that Thanos Thanos is, has this adopted daughter, and when you hear about Thanos and you're thinking like this is the e- most evil ultimate dick in the well Nebula galaxy. is also technically an adopted, an adopted daughter yeah. too, but like apparently one there that was, was just a disappointment. There know? was something that was special with Gamora, and you can tell by the flashback with Thanos and little Gamora. Like there was something special about her. It was like, Hey, you seem like a really good it, fighter. Honestly, it's the thing that I think makes Thanos a better villain, um, because it adds a dimension to him uh, th- as a villain. Uh, that, that's not one. It's not, it, it gives him another, it's a three, 3d. It, it gives him another dimension. That's not just like, oh, I want to fucking kill everybody. Um, cause that's the most, like that's Steppenwolf in, in Justice League. Oh, I want to fucking kill everybody. Um, this gives him like this whole, like he's caring about another being in a way that actually feels pretty natural. Like he did feel fatherly to me in that, uh, in, in that, uh, aside from the fact that he's also being fatherly while he's literally killing everybody around them. Like, uh, uh, the boyfriend. Yeah. But I um, love it. I love it. Like, like when he turns little Gamora's head from the fact that the one yeah, side of the, that, yeah, that's it, it's so fatherly thing. He's like, yeah. no, 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 look away from that. You don't want to see this. So I'm protecting like, no, no, from play this. with this pocket knife. I just, gave I, you. I like that. Cause it actually, it, it allowed me to empathize a little bit more with Thanos. Uh, because you know, how, I mean, it gave the audience uh, something to empathize with, given the fact that the guy's stated goal is literally killing half of fucking everybody alive. So, uh, yeah, I I really, really enjoyed that part. I thought that was like a very, very well done part of this movie. Um, it was something that um, 
it's been a complaint about the MCU for a long time is like one dimensional villains and why, uh, you know, they can't get that right. And they're still pretty hit or miss. I think they've actually gotten a lot better about giving, uh, they villains got two back good, to back, good motivations. Yeah. Um, and making them like something that, that are interesting on screen. And I thought doing that with Thanos is going to be really, really, really difficult. Uh, and I didn't honestly expect that they would. I thought we were really going to get into a situation where you just hate Thanos every second he's on the screen. And, and so when it got to that part, I was like, Wow, I I can't believe I'm actually just not straight up just full time hating Thanos. Even though I I kind of still do, but on the other hand, it's like I empathize with him a little bit. Like the, the Russos did say that they wanted this, they wanted Thanos to be the MCU's Darth Vader. Uh, in yeah. the sense that you you see, but you I, lo- I think they even love him they so managed him to go time. past that because you love Vader because he's so bad that he Van, Vader doesn't show any remorse until the like the third act of episode uh 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 fuck six. six uh shit return of the jedi um he doesn't really show any of that until like that far into the thing um that you can actually like empathize with so like that i i actually like better about thanos in this like they managed i think to do that in a way that uh, um right like, well, when that's he gets the thing. His end, when he, when we, he, we get to the end game and he's sitting on the farm, I was almost a little bit like, "Oh, poor guy." This he's isn't this isn't out. He needs his rest. This isn't the third time we've seen Thanos. You know, like we 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 caught a glimpse of him in the Stinger of Avengers, but like and in Guardians, terms of we got a Guardians. little bit of him with uh, Ronan the Accuser. Uh, but I mean, in terms of actual like, he's the big bad in the movie. Like we've only got that one time so far and the fact that they were able to like bring that that sympathetic side out from him was yeah i'm just saying like i i think it's entirely possible that by the end of this thing you don't like don't get me wrong he's still going to be the clear big bad antagonist of the movie but i think it's possible that by the end of the next one i empathize with him even more um and so that's that's a very impressive thing to do especially for a comic book movie because it can be done so so poorly and and it's not a it's not a common thing i think in comic book movies in general how hard is it to empathize with the villain though like right now the evangelicals love donald trump that's a good point uh let's not bring that into this (laughs) yeah let's get back to killing half the universe and you know a bright spot and let's go back to infinity war (laughs) yeah i had to throw it in there guys yeah um uh how about that spider-man huh tom holland Ooh-wee. man uh so i think bailey said it before this and i think i heard this but i wasn't sure uh he said uh tom holland um there's a scene so um i i guess the cat's out of the bag if you're listening so, to this you you're either don't give a shit about spoilers or you've already seen the movie so, so they get or to the you're dust, stupid the scene that you're yeah. about to talk I mean, about there's that for some reason i know it's not a permanent death because he follows he's the Wait, follow-up what? movie yeah right weird for marvel he's not a permanent death but for some reason the two times I saw it, his death hit me the hardest, but I think it was the way that he acted it out. Here's why. Because Tom Holland's He's good at genius. his job. Yeah. Acting. There's that. Also, he has motherfucking spider sense. He's the only goddamn one of them that knows he's about to get dusted. Yep. yep. He's like, so, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. But this whole scene that he did was improv. Also, my brother says stop embarrassing him in front of wizards. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's actually um, like Dude, so, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. This doesn't give uh, th- this movie doesn't really, I think, give a lot of opportunity for like truly, truly good acting. And this is one of the few scenes that I thought was like, oh man, that is just so fucking like it's it's probably one of the hardest scenes to watch in the movie. Like, don't get me wrong, lots of people you love die in this movie. This was, I think, the hardest one Dude, to watch because had, Tom Holland nailed that. The, like, the on screen, the on screen deaths that we've seen, right, are adults. 
Yes. We take this for granted is, I was Spidey. About to say this. Spidey's still a kid. He's still he's in a fucking school. Boy. Like he has a lot not... of life to live. Yeah. Like, it's not even just that. Like, like I get that, but I think it's just the way that it, that Tom Holland acts it out, and maybe that's because no, they, he's a great they, actor. They, maybe that's because they, he gets the benefit of Spider Sense, and so he gets to do the whole "I don't feel so good, Mister Stark." You know, but that whole thing that wasn't even it for me. Like for me, it was not only was he a teenager, not only could he know that he was dying, it was also the almost father son relationship well, yeah. that Tony and him had built over this course. I, you know, I don't, that was I don't know like, about that, but like. Well, I mean, well, you know, actually, that is definitely a, a factor yeah. in it. But the thing is, like, he managed, like, don't get me wrong. All of those heroes have faced death multiple, multiple times. But in the actual event, when you know you are dying, um, you're going to have that fear. And uh, Tom Holland, Spidey was, I think, the only one that really, truly portrayed that for me. Like, when they know something's going down, I th- he was the only one that truly portrayed that for me. Uh, and, and, you know, part of that, I think, is he got a little bit more screen time with the death. Uh, but the other thing, I, I think, is that Tom Holland is just, he's, he's so good. He's so good. And I, I go back. There's if I if I went back right now, we could probably go back to when we were talking about Tom Holland being cast as Spider-Man, because that's in this this shit somewhere. A hundred episodes back. Uh, I'd go back and I'd be like, well, you're fucking wrong. Just go with it, dude. You're going to be fine. Uh, just get in there. You're going to love it. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at today. Another like also speaking of that death is he's he goes, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then in Tony holds him. He's like he's shaking and Tony's like shit what do I, he's like he can't help him he knows he can't and it was when he lays him on the ground and he's looking at him he's silent for a second and he nods him he's like i'm sorry yeah and he says so he's good. sorry and he's like sorry that we lost he knew that they had lost at that point so good um so there's well that's a downer holy shit man uh, got nowhere to go but up boys <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay hang on a second i need a tissue um the group, okay. the group death. I wish that Rocket wouldn't have said no. I wish he would have said no, not again, because he had already lost his friend once. Like I wish he would have said no, not again. I don't want to lose you technically again. Technically, it's a different group. Well, it is, but ish. No, the first no, group's no. Dead. The first group, J- James Gunn has said that group is gone. This is Groot's son. Weird. As yeah, it's just yeah. how the tree folk do things, I guess. Okay, whatever. <laughs> when in Rome, I guess. Uh. Oh, um, learn to speak Groot in school. It's an elective. <laughs> it's another brilliant line in the movie. Um, okay, so there. Um, fuck, man, where am I, I going? I wonder with this? if I wonder if Thanos killed half of the uh, the tree, other little the tree, tree Groots. Well, they did actually like mention something like that groups. in the movie, like that 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 uh, um, that that's that's one of the reasons why there's not there's only the one Groot. Um, well, he was the last of his kind until he exploded. Yeah, and then all those little sticks were left in. Uh, Xandar. So you think Xandar's just like one big group factory now? Well, not anymore. Half a group factory. Oh. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, I mean, it'd still be a factory. Yeah, production's down a little one. bit right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we must seize the means of production. I don't know. That's a poll just because of the production word. Uh, okay, so uh, what else we got, boys? There's, there's so much in this movie. There is. Uh, Bruce Banner and Hulk. Oh yeah. So like the one after, time Banner wants to turn into Hulk and Hulk's like, uh fuck that, I got my ass kicked. Yeah, and I and I, I, I do I love, love how he that Banner in the beginning is like, When do I ever get what I want? And Tony's like, That's right. Like and then he's like, Why are you bearing me why are you embarrassing me in front of the wizards? Like, dude, come on. And Hulk says, No, I'm not coming out. Yeah. And everybody's like, Why isn't Hulk coming out? 
I, I think this Hulk is actually got his ass so, beat so badly. He's never two, lost in a fight. Hulk has never lost a one on one fight. He's gotten his ass kicked, but not that bad. Two two pieces of irony in this movie. One, Peter Dinklage playing the giant. Or the dwarf who's bigger than everybody else. Close enough. And two, Bruce Banner piloting the Hulkbuster armor. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Okay, first off, that was a lot of fun, and, and I almost wish they did a little bit more with that. Uh, number two... I think they did um, about as much as they could. I, I think the Hulk I think the Hulk Banner uh, um, um, sort of like trajectory in this movie was really great, too. And I think it gives even more characterization to the Hulk. Because when you think about it, the Hulk is basically just a big kid. Like... He's a, he's a little he's a little guy. He's the biggest kid on the playground. And he's never had his ass kicked before, and the first time he does, he doesn't want to fight anymore. Um, yeah. And so, and, and when you look back at the Hulk in Ragnarok, even where he the Hulk character, not Banner, but the Hulk gets more characterization. If you think of him, think about him as just being a child. It makes a lot more fucking sense. And so, like, now that, I, now that I've had that thought, that's the mm-hmm. only way I'm going to be able to picture it. Hulk is just basically a fucking child. And so I think um, that that's going to be a fun thing to explore more in part two. Because we're going to get some Hulk shit in part two, guys. Like, there's no way they're going to they're gonna yeah. green, green, green cock block us for... Well, this is, this uh, is part two Infinity of the quote-unquote Hulk trilogy that the Russo brothers talked about, so... Yeah, this was Hulk getting his ass kicked for the first time. Him losing his pride and being like, wow... I'm not the biggest kid on the playground. There's always a bigger fish in the pond. I got my ass beat. Yeah, I, I really, um, I like that. Although on the other hand, like I, I got the biggest Hulk blue balls because I just wanted to see him come out and smash the shit out of the fucking uh, whatever warrior thingies, the the, the, the animal creatures. The that little they got thrown out. oh, those right. things from Stranger Things. Yeah, the writers or whatever they're so. called. The demogorgons. Yeah, the demo. I think the demogorgons um, were there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's another thing I liked is going back to the cannon fodder with the Age of Ultron and the first Avengers with the Chitari. You didn't really get that in this film. For the most part, when the Avengers got their asses handed to them, it was either by Thanos or only two members of the the Black Order. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did the cannon fodder moment. Like, we had yeah. the big scene in Wakanda. Like, that was fun. Like, that's 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 a good way to do a good fun scene. Like, like Thor. Um, another thing I talked about pre-recording... Um, when Thor comes down to Wakanda on the Bifrost, that like that had a like innate visceral reaction in me. Like th- there's still, if I watch the Force Awakens to this day, in the penultimate scene where uh, Kylo's trying to pull the saber and Ray pulls it towards her instead, I still get chills and just a teeny bit of tear in my eye. Uh, still to this day, I did it in the theater and I was like, oh my god, I like I can't not believe what I'm seeing. And, and even still, when I watch that scene, I get that. And this was kind of like along those same lines of like. That was like that was not only a cool moment in the film, but like like viscerally, like my body reacted to that film. Like, like uh, no erection, uh, well, a little. Uh, but like, I was gonna say, I was sitting next to you. Come on, <laughs> uh, I was holding the biggest notebook you could see, you could find in that he theater. Was as far trying as... to get me to reach into the bottom of the bo- of the popcorn bucket, and I wasn't <laughs> Matt, going for it. Matt, do you want some more popcorn? Just a little bit more. It's de- I know we're getting low. Um, Why is there a handle in here? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's <laughs> strange. You should tug on it a little. Speaking of um, visceral experiences, so the first time I viewed this movie, I went and saw it in IMAX. When you're speaking of the moment when Thor hits Wakanda, my theater erupted in applause and cheers, like at least for a good thirty seconds, because Same. yeah, it wasn't quite that was big, just but yeah, into it. I I was cheering. Thor's not even my guy, and I see that moment, and I'm like, 
fuck yes. There, there's, there's our few... audience cheered when the Marvel banner fucking showed up. Like it was, there was a lot of cheering in our theater. There was, there was, um, but the, like just those moments, it's hard to get one of those in the movies. And there's very few that I've been to that have those. But like the, the other big one for me is the, the, the uh, there was a audible gasp. Uh, it, the, like I will say oh. this positive about a return, uh, not return. Um, fucking the last Jedi. Um, when, uh, Holdo pilots the, the, the ship and she, uh, does the hyperspace jump into yes. the, the, right. I want to say Imperial. And there's no sound. There's no sound. The sound though was the gasp, gasp I heard in the theater. I still kind of hear that when I listen, when I watch that particular scene, even though, you know, like I said, there's a lot of caveats about that movie, but, um, that, that was one of those others that like, man, stands out real hard to me. Uh, there was only two scenes in that film that got that big of a reaction was when, Cap showed up for the first time. Oh yeah, and the original Avengers theme started playing out. Dun 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 dun. Started going, erupted, and then Thor. Biggest reactions out of that film. Dude. And the second one was when Tony had his death or close death. That everybody thought Tony was gone. There was a little bit stabbed. of a gasp there. Yeah, there was. Because um, I sure. thought I thought maybe that's that's the out. I thought maybe yeah. that's the out for Tony. Um, uh, but everybody did. Dude, it, the when Cap shows up, that's 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 another good place to go. Uh, cause you're, you're watching this battle, uh, between fucking, uh, Proxima Midnight and, uh, Scarlet uh, Witch or, uh, Black Widow. No. The other. Scarlet Witch? No, the other Ebony Order member, uh, Proxima Midnight uh, and Corvus uh, Glaive. Corvus Glaive. Um, you're watching the battle between them and then Vision and, and Scarlet Witch and you're like, fuck. Like. They're just getting dude. handled. Yeah. Well, and I was, and I was, I, I was, I was starting to wonder. I'm like, man, with that scene with the Vision, like, is that, is that so early in the movie like we're gonna lose loki and vision this quick you know so yeah i was worried about and that then too. and then all of a sudden like shit changes and you look up and it's like boom there's cap and, and the there's black widow the thing that i loved about that was you see how good and how well the avengers work together the core group of the avengers even from age of ultron like black widow cap like see cap catches it black widow comes in falcon comes in and then Black Widow just throws the spear back up to Cap. Cap catches it and just fucks it, up it, Proxima. It, Falcon is like the unsung hero of some of these movies too. It, like, oh yeah, he's so good and so well placed that like he's not in everybody's forefront. But if he wasn't there, like there would be obvious bad shit happening. You know what I mean? It, it goes a little further than than that to me uh, with that scene too, because one of the things that I noticed is like, okay, Scarlet Witch is now undeniably, I think, one of the most powerful Avengers we've got. Period. Just full yes. stop. Uh, in fact, like a Scarlet Witch, I think if they want to go on a power off against Thor, I think that would be an interesting contest. I think uh, Scarlet Witch would win. I, I, I mean, it, it, is, it is with anything comic related. It depends on who writes it. But I just when you sit it down and you really look at the power levels of these heroes, Scarlet Witch is fucking up there. Um, secondarily, um, uh, Viz. Uh, Vision, Vision is also, I think, one of the more powerful uh, characters we have. And when you compare that, like, this is the thing, like, going back, um, when, uh, we were first getting into the MCU and somebody was like, yeah, the Captain America movie's coming out. I was like, I don't give a fuck about Captain America. Like, I just don't fucking care. I was like, what are his powers? Well, he can fight real good and he has a shield. He's smart and he's kind of like, he's kind of like the Batman of the MCU, except for not with all the cool bat stuff, just he's the, the, the strategic guy. And and so I was like, all right, that's whatever. And I went and saw that, and obviously I liked it. And I that I've I've eaten those words a lot of times now. But this is another one where it's just like, if I could go back and just be like, listen, past self, 
You're dumb as fuck. Just it, trust me. Just hang in there. there. There really is a lot to be said about uh being the moral compass and it's that he's... but also like when you look at the power levels that they, like Cap and Scarlet uh not Scarlet fucking Black Widow and Falcon show up and they're three of the least powered characters in this whole fucking film and they're fighting two of two characters who have just easily handled two of them very very much more powerful oh, characters. Oh, Cap though. I don't think that they handled them cuz going back to the Oh, they did. They Battle were in their ship. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I wasn't going, about to have well, a thought. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I had like six right there Cap, in my head. Cap, yeah. I mean, you can't say that Cap is one of the least powered guys though because he really did grab the gauntlet and was holding Thanos at bay. If Thanos yeah. didn't have a right arm, but I'm saying, look <laughs> like the look on Thanos's face was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" No, I yeah. I don't think that's it. I thought Thanos was moving like you go rewatch that scene. I think that was a little bit more like Thanos. Uh, Thanos thought he was good. Yeah, yeah. Thanos, I, I think that scene. I, I do remember seeing that because that's in the trailer. Even and I remember yeah. seeing like I remember thinking about that scene and thinking, how are they possibly going to do that? And I, I do think it was a little bit more like, uh, which is immediately what happened next, which is he swatted him away like a fly. Well, he got punched in well, the fucking yeah. head and <coughs> but knocked his dick in the. It dirt. was yeah, the fact but, that he used the hand with the Infinity Gauntlet that had five of the six gems that, on it, and Cap is shit, sitting sorry. there like holding on to his hand he's but that's screaming steve, that's steve rogers though like that that's the thing he's he he cannot stand up against that but he's gonna try anyway yeah um and thanos is looking at him like are you serious right now like you're holding this up not only do i have the power stone now for some reason this is the infinity gauntlet and i can't crush you with it i have to punch you with my right arm yeah, that was... that's the thing. I, I think he could have. At any moment, he wanted to. Like, there there was never any threat to Thanos. That's just a good exemplary scene in showing through who Steve Rogers was. Like, if, if Thanos wanted, all he had to do was squeeze, and he would have broken every bone in Cap's hands, and that would have been the fucking end of it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know about all that. I know that it was a brilliant piece of cinematography. It was. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. But anyway, going back to that scene uh, with uh, Scar- Scarlet Witch and um, Vision, uh, and getting saved by Captain America, Scarlet Witch, and Falcon. Like, that's, I think, what they bring to the table. Like, that's what I thought was interesting. And it's kind of playing back to your point about how um, they're so cohesive. They work so well together. Um, it's too late to go see it again. Damn. Uh, <laughs> they're so cohesive. Sure, they work I'm so sure well Port together. Alice has a they, they, uh, um, uh, that that's that's like that's the team that's the that's the team that you're getting and so even though like as they showed up I was I was both simultaneously cheering and I was also like. Are they going to, like, with these scenes where it's just, you know, basically a fight, I, w- I was kind of thinking to myself, are they going to give the, are they going to give Cap and, and, and these guys the win on this? Because and they did. They, because... just, they just handled Vision and they just handled uh, uh, um, Scarlet Witch. Uh, and so seeing them get the win was both satisfying for a lot of reasons, but mainly because it's like, no, they, they can stand up with these guys. They can go to toe to toe. So anyway, that's, that's and, a long winded and... way to move on to the next thing. And it was great the moment where Black Widow goes, we don't want to kill you, but we will if we have to. Yeah. And she's like, well, you probably should have. Approximately. And I was like, well, you should have because you're not you going to get another, another chance. chance. But they did. Spoiler. And the thing. That was a good Chekhov's gun, so, gun moment. Going back to Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch by herself. Vision was pretty much useless in that fight. Scarlet Witch was handling both at yeah, sometimes think, Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight. I think Viz kind of got the, the, the shaft in this movie because I think he they did. kind of almost depowered him uh, and let him get his ass kicked pretty much nonstop. That was something that bothered me in the f- film. The guy who can pick up Thor's hammer? Yeah. 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 That was something that bothered me in the film. Not only that, but he also has an Infinity Stone on his head. 
Yeah, which a little bit. nobody used really to the power. And Thanos pointed it out himself. He's like, you didn't use the most powerful weapon that you have. That was a mistake. Do you think anybody can pick up Stormbreaker? I think it, at it this would, point, no. It will kind of physically hurt me if that's the case. I mean, I mean, Groot could, right? Obviously. I mean, it's like his arm. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, Groot walks over and he tries to pick it up, and he's like, it, "Dude, it's my fucking arm." Like, what are you? What, are you kidding me here? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, anyways, back to the Battle of Wakanda. They they have this moment in that battle where they have to bring up these things from underground, whatever these like turning metal spiky things are turbine looking things which brings out they're trying to flush out scarlet witch yeah because proxima midnight knows this girl is a problem she's super powerful we need to bring her out she's not on the battlefield and even oh, okoye and we have that moment where yeah, yeah okoye it was she, like and what why was she up in the tower scarlet scarlet yeah. see scarlet witch sees these things and goes they're not going to live if those things stay on the battlefield. You guys are going to give her. You guys are going to call her by that name, huh? You're not Scarlet just call Witch. Her Michonne. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okoye. Okoye. Yeah, but Scarlet Witch sees these turbine Okoye? things on the field. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably open as another one. Um, Is it she Scar- sees these Scarlet on the field. Witch? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she sees these things on the battlefield and goes, "These are a problem. They're not going to be able to do anything about it because War Machine and Falcon were trying to take them out and they weren't touching them." So she's like. I have to go down here and save these guys. This is my moment. She goes down there and dusts those things. I, I think- and Proxima Midnight goes, okay, she's out. Make your move. And Corvus Glaive comes in to go and get uh, Vision Stone. That's that's the thing. I think everything in this movie, for the most part, makes a lot of sense. And I think that's one of the things that the Russo brothers are good at. Like, the characters are not just there to be there. Same thing we, we, we talked about with Civil War. Like, there's a reason that they're all there. Every single character that is in the movie has a part to play. And that's one of the things that the Russo brothers excel at is they're, they're very good at making something fit. Okay. So it makes sense. The other thing I love about Scarlet Witch is that Vision points out, he's like, the only thing that can be that can destroy one of these stones is a power that's equal to it, and you're the only one that has that price to pay. Like you're the only one that can pay that price because you were made by this by the mind stone. Mm. She no, was I, I, space stone. No, she wasn't. Mind stone. Tesseract. Loki's staff. Oh, was it was it was the staff. Yeah. Okay. Here's another thing. Um, so I'm gonna get deep into the weeds here for a second, but um, all right. Wait, so you have weed? We're, <laughs> it's Oregon, dude. Oh, uh, right. We all do. Uh, it's standard issue. They they hand them out. You know, you actually get vaccines. ticketed if you don't have weed. Yeah, yeah it's true. Okay, so You're not anyway, high? yeah, two hundred dollar ticket. <laughs> <laughs> dude, chill. Uh, anyway, uh, here's a bag of Cheetos and your complimentary weed. All right, so we were talking about Doctor Strange. Uh, we were talking specifically, I think, about how he used the Time Stone because everybody's always like, "Why don't you use the fucking time thing? Why don't you use the Eye of uh, Agamotto?" Did I get it? Yeah, Eye of Agamotto. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Fuck yes. Um, why don't you use that and and you know do some powerful shit? And then he totally does in this movie, and everybody still is like bitchy about it. So yes, and who no. wants to get in there? I mean, yes and no. That, he did. The, the eye, the eye of Agamotto has been the MacGuffin every time Doctor Strange has been on film. Really, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like Twice. the whole Dormammu thing. Like, like I don't know. Lo- I don't know why people give him shit about not using it because that's really like that's he, okay. That's he didn't his use thing. it. He didn't use it in Thor Ragnarok, but 
He's only used it twice. I mean, he didn't really have to. He's like, hey, rewind. I want to see Thor spill his beer again. Um, that he, I mean, I, you know, and we don't even know that he didn't do that. He, like, I don't think he was wearing it in Thor Ragnarok. I'm just saying. Actually. I think I think that there's a very good possibility that in Ragnarok there's a there's a deleted scene we didn't see in which he just rewinds and watches Thor spill his beer over and over again. He's like, that's just funny. Or him pulling his hair. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so the thing is here in this movie, he clearly does, and I think this is probably one of the biggest pieces of the movie that most people, I think, I, I think a lot of people got this, but... I think uh, there's a lot of people that didn't get it, which is I, weird I think to there me. is, like, going on the internet and watching people comment about this, people are like, oh my god, why did Doctor Strange give up the time thing and, uh, let Tony, you know, he said he wasn't gonna, he must be such a nice dude, and I'm like, no, no. he's a fucking asshole, he's practically a sociopath, the thing is, he, uh, um... Isn't he all but winked at the camera. Yeah, he straight up did. He's just like, D- guys, this this is the one. This is the one way. He just got done telling you like five minutes ago in the show, fourteen million six hundred thousand and blah blah blah. And there's yeah. one. There's one there's way. One outcome there's where they win. Yes, there's one outcome where they win. And with Doctor Strange in in, in his solo film that he had his his starting film, I, I believe it was called Doctor Strange. Yes. <laughs> It was. I, I said Doctor Strange, but whatever. Um, he starts out an asshole, right? But his progression in the film, he becomes less self-centered because he realizes. No, I mean, he gets a- actually. The, actually, and, that's the one. The one knock I'll give Doctor Strange is there. There wasn't time for him to actually no. progress as a character a ton. Yeah, I, I think like he was this... like, "Fix me! I need to use my hands. My hands are important because I'm important." Blah blah blah. And then he's like, "Oh, magic, whatever." But then he realizes that his universe with the Earth isn't the only Earth. Like, like I and think... I think that was a big point in him going, "Oh shit, there's bigger threats out there." Like once, once, uh, what the hell is her name? The ancient one? Yes, the ancient one died. I mean, you can it call her Tilda Swinton if you want. I thought about it. No, we don't get names wrong on this podcast. Once she died, he he. It was all <laughs> or, left or to be him. Or, that, I mean, that's me probably fine. Right? at the audience. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was all left to him, and he was like, "Now, I have to take up this mantle. There's no one left. There's me, and there's Wong, and that's it." Yeah, I don't know. This is an interesting one for me because I think this is actually a little bit truer to the character we saw in the Doctor Strange movie. Like, at the end, he's self-sacrificing and he goes through the whole, like, Dormammu, I have come to bargain. Like, and and that feels to me, like, a little bit... It's it's a great scene, but it's also a, a it feels a little bit unearned to me because I feel like Doctor Strange is a little bit of, like more sociopathic than that, and he wouldn't like do that shit. Um, but who, who knows but how long he actually was doing that? This though. movie, this movie actually, I I like the characterization a bit more because he straight up says like, "Hey, if it comes down to you and the kid versus the entire universe, like that's an easy fucking choice." And don't like look, I like Iron Man. Spider-Man's my jam. Tom Holland, look, I love you, dude. But yeah, like if I had to make the pick, it's an easy, it's an easy, easy choice. Uh, uh, the stone stays with me. The stone stays with with Doctor Strange, and yeah, you definitely don't give it up to save uh, uh, Iron Man. And so when he does, uh, and he's like, "This is the one way." I feel like, like audience, like pay attention. Like he, he we we've set this shit up. This he's gone. He's used the thing. He's seen the one true way in which uh, they succeed. And it involves giving the stone up. He knows that. Like, there's no way he doesn't give the stone up. Oh, 
Totally. Um, it involves it involves Star Lord like acting like a fucking giant baby. Oh yeah, because who could have seen that coming? Where Star Lord flies off the handle and does some dumb shit. Wait, you killed my girlfriend? Oh, never mind. I'll just sit here quietly while they. Yeah, man. I guess you had your reasons. We're cool. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that's probably like one of the deleted scenes as well. Um, how how fucking uh, amazing is it that Mantis like is as badass as she is? By the way, like we knew she could put fucking up planet to sleep but like infinity gauntlet bearing thanos like i, I actually also. i super i i super liked how they used her this is another aspect of like uh as much as they had to balance in this film i like that they found a, a room for mantis who is a relatively new character only in the, the most recent guardians movie which is not my favorite guardians movie um and they managed to still make it's, that it's top two for me I mean, uh, of the Guardians movies, yeah, I think, yeah, top two for me as well. Um, no, I actually really enjoyed Guardians 2. You didn't, you, it wasn't your favorite? I liked Guardians 2, but no, it doesn't really quite hold a candle for me. Really? It didn't, it didn't have the same lightning in a bottle for me either. Oh, God, like, I really liked it. I, I liked it. I enjoyed no, it. I, 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 do, I enjoyed I it. I liked it. Fun, I like it even. But it didn't have the same, it didn't have the same effect to me as the first guardian here's the thing i'm still continuing my watch through of old wwe stuff and batista has has just debuted pretty recently um that's that's some pretty hard nostalgia you got going there that and, was just like <laughs> well no it's it's funny because i'm watching i'm watching guardians 2 and i'm looking at at uh, drax's character progression right and i'm watching batista debut on on wwe with with you know uh, uh fucking Devon, Reverend, with Reverend, Devon. Reverend Devon. And I'm like looking at this at this fucking kid in wrestling trunks, and I'm like, that's Drax. Like someday that guy's gonna be Drax and he's Weird gonna be talking enough. about his sensitive yeah. nipples. So he said there's a there's a moment where Gamora and Star Lord have their moment where, hey, if it comes down to it, I need you to kill me because I know the location of the stone. That's not even their moment. Where he has the pause and he's like, he's like, I've gotten so used to, he's, they're like, how long have you been standing there? Hours. Uh, uh, oh, like, one hour. <laughs> hours or whatever. He's like, I've mastered yeah, I've, I, standing but still. But my movements were imperceptible. Yeah. No, I no, think, we saw you. I think that was him hinting to the fact how many hours he has to stand there still for doing his makeup. And his all his tattoos. I think that was a joke of like uh, how long you like. I'm looking more. I'm looking deeper into it because he stands there for five or six hours at a time, completely still to do his his tattoos here's the thing. and guards. That wasn't even Gamora's and Star Lord's moment though. No, it wasn't. But you know what their moment was? When they said "I love you." Nope. Nope. When you first see the Guardians in this movie, and they're singing. And Gamora's actually Gamora singing was along actually with singing them. along and bebop, and like they were the only two. Like that was their moment. That was when I knew I was like, "Oh, she's totally digging him these days." Like it's not even a like will they won't they thing anymore. Like that's uh, yeah. Even in Guardians two, I was like, "Oh, just get it over with, Ross and Rachel. Come on, I don't want to wait ten seasons for this." We bullshit. were on a break. Yeah. Oh. Um. So. <laughs> no, leave it in. It's fine. <laughs> God damn. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So we were talking about Doctor Strange, the uh, of Agamotto. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things about this movie I think that uh, it worked really well for me. And, you know, I already mentioned kind of towards the top the things that don't. Um, I will say, like, this this is the fulfillment for me. Like, I... I it's very hard to live up to the amount of hype that Guardians has, uh, or no, fuck, uh, that Infinity War has on its shoulders, and it did. It did for me. Like, I really, really like the movie. So, going back to the Doctor Strange moment. Yeah. So, when Tony gets stabbed and he goes, no, wait, let's trade. I, I will give you the time stone if you spare his life. Yeah. And Tony asks strange because they're the very they're very similar characters in their demeanor and their selfishness and how they are and tony asks him he's like why did you do that they're also just kind of like goatee bros so like that confuses me sometimes because i'm like it could be either one they both have the goatee um and strange is like we're in the end game now yeah see like that's another big like they, yeah, how do people not put that clue together? Yeah, like, like I, I kind of feel like if you're still like watching that and you're like, oh man, Doctor Strange is such a moron, he gave the thing up. That was like, no, dude. There's that a was plan. the Russo brothers basically like showing you the script, and they're like, see, it is, says it says plan. right here, page seventy six. Uh, uh, there's Doctor Strange. The plan. This Doctor is the plan. Strange reveals that he knows. You know, like, I don't uh, how how do you not? I don't get it. Yeah, that, that was, that was, uh, I don't know. The movie I, I really liked because I, I, I put that together like immediately because I think that's what the audience was supposed to do. Um, but I really dug that part. Um, I, I thought that was like a kind of like a, a good, I think I've said this already, but Chekhov's gun moment of like, yeah, they put the time stone on the table and they, you know, he went through the whole 14 billion in one and there, there's one that works. And uh, you think he's like, we're just never going to talk about that again. Like, no, he, he knows how it works. He knows how it's supposed to work. And obviously the the way that it's supposed to work is, you know, don't tell anybody the thing because they'll fuck it up and do the thing. Um, okay, so let's let's or get to Stark the, has to live. Yeah. Should, should we get to Thanos the was about to kill him? It could down. be that it could be like, like in every reality in which Stark dies, which is all of their 14 million or whatever, which is kind of dark to think because about. Because I look back uh, at Ultron. And the vision that Stark had, what Cap says to Tony is, you could have saved us. Mm. And it's the Chitari and Thanos' army coming in. He's, and Cap's like, you could have saved us. And he did. That'll be, uh, I don't know. Th- this is one of the things that, now, like, um, here's the big thing. They've got a lot to pay off. Like, going into part two, there's a lot to pay off, and that's going to be a big one. And so, like, if it's, like, a Cylons have a plan sort of bullshit, like, where, like, my job is to walk the baby one foot across the aisle, um, like, that's going to be really upsetting if that's the way that they plan on paying that off. Um, so, and, and I don't think they're going to do that, but, like, um, I think, I think that it's going to be tough for them to come up with a satisfying way to pay off all the bullshit they set up in this movie. Um, so let's get to the dusting, shall we? Hold on, hold on. I'm getting word from the street right now. Yeah, this is just just coming in. Beep, 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 uh, beep, 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 beep. Uh, Rob has finished the movie. Okay. Oh shit. And uh, remote correspondent Rob, you mean? Yes, remote correspondent Rob. Uh, he is talking about how he saw some non-spoiler reviews uh, beforehand, and they talked about how the movie jumped around too quickly, which he thinks is complete bullshit. No, for um, it is sure, complete bullshit. Because how else would you make this movie? It's not. And actually, BDS. and I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Like I think that, um, and one of the things I commented on uh, when I was I was talking to the girls before I actually took them to it, 
I said, pay attention because there's not a moment in this movie where something's not happening. Yes. And here's the thing, too. Like, for people who say that the movie jumps around too quickly, I completely disagree. It jumps. It jumps around. I don't think it's too quickly. I think it's, I think it's perfect. I just, but, but it is a busy movie. Like, it is a busy movie in that, like, there's no other way you can do this, folks. You got like a cast of a billion, uh, that you have to fit into this movie, and there's no other way you can do it without jumping around. And I think that, like, the thing about this is they don't jump around too quickly. They actually manage to have lots of great, great scenes that I think, they don't culminate necessarily because that's not how stories work. Otherwise it would just be, you know, like 62 disparate movies. But, um, no, I, I disagree with that entirely. I, I look at it kind of like game of Thrones in a sense of, they have all these characters, they have all these separate storylines going on at a time. Yeah, for sure. And game of Thrones does that in an hour. What infinity Ward did in an hour and a half. I mean, it's like two and a half, but close enough. And they and they and they bounce around like, and you understand it. You you sympathize with these characters. You get what's going on, but people are like, "Oh, this is too fast. This is happening at a too quick of a pace." He also feels like it was sad. Well, he didn't cry, but he felt something for sure. And well, I told him he made a hard stone because Eddie cried like a bitch. That's, that <laughs> sounds like me. Hey, that was between us. Um, that was me. Like what he said. Like I felt something. I just didn't cry. No, I, 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 the second time I watched the movie, especially like when the whole Spider-Man part was happening, I, I couldn't help but get a little bit misty. Yeah, like it I was, was just, Spider-Man I was, for some like, reason. Cards was, on the table. That's the only time where I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't yeah, know, man. For me, for some reason, the Spidey part was the only part, like the both times that I saw it was where I, it like, I, ate um, me up. And I was like, oh my God. So far, um, J- my son, Jack, he's, uh, only you know gotten into the mcu very very recently i've tried to get him to watch some of the other movies but uh not no success but i was like hey dude you want to go see ragnarok and i took him and he was like that's the best movie that's ever existed and then i took him to go see black panther and he was like oh i love that thing too and like this one i'm like i don't know if i can take him to him because he's just gonna be very sad we felt he's the same way like, like what have you done father why did you bring me to this horror show we haven't taken natalie for the same reasons yeah uh, so I, 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 I think I'm going to take him because, uh, I, well, I think before I take him, I'm going to try to force him to watch a couple of other, I will. Uh, um, because I think he, if I can show if, him a couple of the movies where everybody dies first. So thing. he's used to, it. here's the no, thing. I would he's say, got no attention. Span. Like Rogue One. Rogue One's say, a perfect movie to have him watch. I would say others. get him acclimated to these characters and then have him have it get ripped away from him. So like here's like, the thing. I feel like it's he the has best no option. attention span. If I if I could if I could set up my own private theater with these movies as an option, he'd totally watch them and he'd super love them. Um, in much the same way that he watched Ragnarok and he loves it and he's rewatched it several times now. Uh, it's just the whole thing of like we're gonna sit down and watch a movie and he, he like the boy he, we're in the internet age folks it's 2018 no kids don't have attention spans anymore they're too busy playing their tweeters and, and facebookers or whatever uh it, it's just too hard for him so like um I, I i yeah i think i'll get him to watch some of it but i definitely want him to go see the movie i want to take him to see the movie before this run is over um, so I don't know how far, how deep we're going to get into it, but I, I do think it's going to be nice to take that, that piece of innocence away from him. Like, uh, and maybe, I don't know, we'll, we'll come record a quick episode afterwards so we can document that part where, uh, I, I take, I, I'm like sidelined to ripping his innocence right away from him. Um, and I think that that's the perfect segue to talk about the end of this movie. Uh, so the end, uh, the, the, the end, the big one, um, 
the, you know, you know, your favorite characters. Well, they're mostly, uh, uh, well, it, you know, it can go either way. If you, if you're an old school folk, uh, and you like the old characters, the original Avengers, the OG Avengers, you're mostly good, um, because they pretty much all make it out of this movie just fine. They all do. Which is, you know, not a little too coincidental for my tastes. Uh, and then you've got the new G, uh, 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 Avengers, and those are like your Black Panthers and your Spider-Mans and what have you. Um, they they don't they don't that doesn't go so well. I like um, how this film brought it full circle from the first Avengers to this Avengers, like as far as the ending goes, and the revelation of Thanos and these these heroes being the start of what has happened and transpired through the ten years that Marvel's been dominating the box office oh for sure and to have the core avengers in there along with roadie and then nods with like rocket raccoon and nebula at the end being the only really the two that are even relevant as far as like big pictures coming in and going okay we're the last stance against thanos I think the full circle is really awesome that they're like, it's down to these guys, the original core Avengers. Let's go move forward. So on the one hand, like, I think basically this is like the, um, in many ways, I think, uh, the, the, the second one, the last Jedi is a little bit like, uh, fuck your fan theories. I think this is kind of like that too. Like the, the predominant fan theories, I think leading into infinity war was like, yeah, uh, your favorite OG Avenger is going to get it. Uh, as in Thor's going to die in this one. Captain America is going to die in this one. Uh, fucking Tony Stark's going to die in this one. Everybody's going to die in this one. Nobody was like, Oh man, Spider-Man's not going to make it out of this or black Panthers. Uh, his days are numbered. Like it's been that basically, which is like, uh, um, your favorite OG Avenger is going to get it. Um, and I think the thing is we got this wrong in that, um, and, and you know what? I think we were a little bit, we were a little bit gaslit by this because they, they started off saying like, it's going to be Infinity War part one and two. And so you're like, oh, well, that's a big overarching story. And then they changed it to Infinity War, which definitely had me feeling like, okay, so, you know, I don't think they're going to quite wrap this up, but I think we're going to, you know, kind of put a bow on it by the end. Dude, the look on your face. The look on your face is pretty classic because, like, all these people start turning to dust, and like you're like your first inclination is to look at your watch because you're like, wait a minute, no, no, I did. How much, how much time do we I have left to wrap did. this I was up? Like, I was like, do we got five minutes? We got twenty minutes? Because one of those things is going to be true, and if we got twenty minutes, well, shit, shit can go down. If you we had like four, four minutes, yeah. We we had like four minutes. So when I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, at the time that it is, guys, I don't, I, ooh, yeah. Uh, and of course, that's what happens. Like the the movie ends with basically like all the new the new uh, newer characters uh, dying off, um, turning to dust. So here's the thing. Um, in a way, like uh, I remember kind of being like a combination of devastated and surprised because like as certain characters fade away, I'm just like, holy balls they did it and on the other hand i'm like walking out of the theater i'm like well that also kind of doesn't matter because there's no way that spider-man stays dead to me to me it's it's funny because it's one of those moments where um, it's kind of like when sony killed gwen stacy in amazing spider-man 2 i was like man as much as i love emma stone 
I'm super happy this happened because that's a ballsy fucking move and nobody, mm-hmm. nobody exactly. else like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was kind of like, wow, look at the pair on Marvel. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and so then, the villain win. yeah, so then at the end of this, like, everything is just fucking breaking down and you're just like, man, that's crazy. And then you're, uh, at the same time though, I'm like, but it's comic books and this is comic book shit that happens fucking weekly. All the time. In yeah. comic books. So, not so like i was a little bit like that too but like context wise i was like man th- this is still a ballsy move they, they they do this shit in comics all the time they do not do this in movies all the no. time no they don't. um i heard somebody describe this as like this this is marvel saying like you know what this is this generation's empire like in mm-hmm. the end shit goes bad and it doesn't work out for everybody no, it's uh, like that really old movie alien yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and and to me that i think this is actually probably the, uh, a good explanation like i do think this is marvel a little bit like this is going to be the empire for this generation i think this is going to be a little bit like um your heroes don't get away happy like everything's not great at the end of the movie um but on the other hand it's like yeah but there's another movie coming up and i we're, we're pretty sure everybody's going to come out mostly fine by the end so Unfor- uh, unfortunately we live in a day and age where uh social media is a thing and things get spoiled so like we know that spider-man wasn't a permanent death yeah could you believe like that, 20 like, years you went ago to like 20 years a, any ago podcast network and you listen to a podcast and they just like tell you the the whole fucking <clears throat> movie can you believe that shit uh here's the deal uh permanent death when it comes to peter parker uh that's gonna happen in october when venom uh hits the hits the fucking screens that's gonna kill the Spider-Man franchise right there. <laughs> okay, I was like, you, you, "This better be some meta shit because that's not like what? That's not gonna that's Venom. Not... Venom is gonna kill it. Uh, no. Um, Look at me and Bailey both not getting the joke there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, we uh, were we were both like, "Wait, what?" I, I think secretly both of you want Venom to be good. And uh, no, we, we do. We do. It's not even a secret. Like I, I'm on I want now. Sony to like finally succeed. They're not going to. They're not going to. And if you haven't figured that out by the last couple trailers, yeah, it's. I'm sorry. Like, look, look, um, look, here's the thing. It's it's just as much like I was watching Justice League, Justice League trailers and I was like, that's going to be good. We No, this is going to be the one where DC gets it right. Uh, I, I think we're kind of looking at, I, I look at Venom like a little bit with like that scope. Like, oh, that could be good. That oh, could be don't good. Don't paint it with that wide of a brush. But Honestly, I don't, like, I don't, I don't I, have a lot of hopes. I um, don't even, I, with the way Sony's treated the Spider-Man properties, I just hope that it's okay. Like, I hope it ends up like a Justice League. Yeah, here's the deal. I don't like Tom Hardy in the movie. Like, I saw the trailer, and I was really not happy with Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock is not a pussy, and that's the way Tom Hardy portrays him, so. Tom Hardy was actually the only part I liked. Anyway, um, this is not the... the, I didn't like any part of that trailer, but anyway. we're going to be talking about this later. Um, This is not the Venom trailer uh, podcast. We'll be getting to that. Yeah. I I can probably go for an entire podcast about how much I don't like that trailer but anyway i won't we will um takeaways takeaways for me from this uh from from this movie is uh number one i really super enjoyed and we didn't talk about him at all hardly um ebony ma 
Yes. Um, his monologues oh, were amazing. Yeah, I'll I, give you that too. And even like his power set, I I, I like that. I, I thought that was a great. Super match enjoyed for him. him. Like, and oh, you 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 get the impression standout. you get the impression that he's worked for Thanos for a super long time, never failed him. And so like this this whole thing because he like, says that he says those words completely yes. completely new to him. Um, you know, getting blown out the airlock. The fact that he uh, died so quickly made me sad. Is he dead really though? Well, I, I, yeah, see, that was the other thing. Like when they were like, "Oh, he's maybe. dead," I was like, "I was like, well, I'm definitely not." I mean, we didn't see it I on mean, screen. He's so. super floating in space, but I don't know if that means he's and dead. he's completely frozen. Um, I mean, Thor did that for like fucking forty five minutes or something. So. Thor didn't even freeze because that's how much of a badass he is. Uh, he, he just, you know what? He went out there for a little like me time. He was just I mean, like chilling. He is a god. Thor fucking rocks. So he was just like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go chill in space for a little while. See you, bitches. Yeah. No, so I liked I liked Ebony Ma. Um, I thought uh, Cap was still super. Th- that's the thing is like in the trailers, what you can't tell is that Captain America is not actually in this movie a ton. No, but anytime he's on screen, it's super fucking meaningful. I am Groot. I yeah. am Steve Rogers. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm I'm happy about that. Um, of course, the heart and soul of the movie there. I don't have any i don't really have anything negative to say about the movie i think the movie overall uh so i'm i'm 40 in two weeks and this is the this is the movie that i've kind of waited my entire life for because i spent a the better part of the first 20 years hoping for a, a seriously good comic movie we had the 89 batman um which was pretty good uh but then it kind of was downhill from there and like really we didn't we weren't treated to two or three comic book movies a year when I was growing up. Like, we got one maybe every couple of years. I mean, we got Daredevil and Elektra. No, I'm talking about my youth. Dude, he's 40. (laughs) He's 40. (laughs) I've watched some of them. I was old enough enough to be cynical about Daredevil and Elektra. I'm talking about leading up to what we've got. Honestly, for a fucking second, I didn't know if he was doing a bit there. I thought he was talking about, like, it's a really bold movie, like Aliens or Daredevil or Elektra. Yeah. No, I'm talking about also the shit movies that we got until like we've reached where we are. Yeah, like, I had fine, made fine. for TV Spider Man, bro. Yeah, I'm just saying th- there were dark times before. Technically, the- it's older than me, but I it was it was in reruns and I remember and this. Yes, I was that was another thing. Reruns used to run for a long they fucking did. time they back did. in the Dizzy. Um, so. Uh yeah, that that's kind of the culmination for me too. Like um, I'm I'm a little bit younger than Matt, but uh, same thing basically holds true for me, which is that like we didn't come into the 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 um superhero movie genre proper until like I was a grown person, and um, if it, it, it's kind of sad because when I was a kid, like I glommed the fuck on to this stuff. Like I've seen every episode of Batman the animated series, the Timverse stuff, all of that. Like uh, like everything I could get my hands on in those days like i was into uh and we didn't really get any of that stuff on screen until uh um you know like 2001 or two with uh spider-man if um, you're if you're a teenage kid right now you're probably bored and, of this shit and, already and you and love I'm, comic I'm books about you yeah just fucking lay down and wall wallow in this shit like like you're a pig rolling around in snow shit basically like we are right now yeah so that's the thing for me like infinity war like uh as a big fan of comic books and like all the stuff that makes that a great storytelling medium i thought like there's a lot of things to like about infinity war there's a couple of things i don't love which is to say i kind of 
dislike uh but i'm being generous uh but the thing for me is like it is it is thus far the ultimate comic book movie it is not an adaptation of a comic book it is the ultimate comic book movie it combines like all of the best possible things about comic books and it puts it on the screen in a way that i've just been dreaming about like since i was a wee lad so uh yeah summary in summary really love the movie two thumbs up etc and so on uh critics you can say what you want about uh it was made by somebody who didn't like have a any feelings toward the the product or whatever but full shit but here's the thing domestically the movie's only been out for nine days and it's surpassed a billion dollars see like so and to be fair i honestly watching the movie the two times that i watched it i don't it's like the russo brothers said this is a this is a thanos driven movie this is a movie that's not based on the heroes like yeah the heroes are a big selling point but this is Thanos's origin story. It's this not is even where you box office for me, like, um, or, or you know, like the Russos come. Like for me, the thing is, like, this is a movie that I haven't run into a comic book fan who hasn't liked it. Like, I haven't run oh, into no. somebody who's like not a big fan of this genre who hasn't liked it. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you're sitting down and you're and you're expecting like the next Shawshank or something like that, you're not gonna get that with this movie. Um, it's oh, good. Andy. It's good. But this this is not gonna like I I don't expect to see the, the this like sweep sweep the academy next year, um. But uh, uh, for me as a like a comic nerd and a comic fan, this is this is a culmination of a lot of things, and uh, I'm excited about it. And and you know what you know I'm kind of saying this like with a certain era of finality, like this isn't truly the culmination. That's gonna be next year. Yeah, um, in a movie that wasn't originally called Infinity War Part Two, but man, uh, it's it's basically gonna be. And I that's, think that was a swerve, just so they can get us to not feel. Do that you way. think that was a swerve? Do you think? No, do you I think, straight up do. Oh yeah. Or or does this movie come out and it has a completely different name, even though it is? I mean, definitely it, it doesn't War fucking matter what they call it. A it lot is of basically Infinity like War Part Two. Secret Wars might happen with the scrolls involved because Captain Marvel is gonna be a thing. Let me ask you a question. Do you sit down and do you watch this movie? So we're 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 ten years in the future. Do you sit down and you watch this movie and you don't watch whatever comes next? No, don't. no, no. There's like a zero percent chance. I don't think you've unless done that in, since in, like unless it's absolute dog shit. Like unless it's absolute dog shit, there's no way you don't sit down and watch this next. It'd be like you know what? I'm just gonna watch Fellowship of the Rings and then I'm out. I'm done. I'm uh, not gonna watch also, anything else. Also, Secret Wars is a great idea, but Sony is double stupid for making Venom right now. Then instead of waiting for Secret Wars, well, yeah, <laughs> because that would explain where Venom came from. Sony's in like its well, entirety. Well, Spider-Man came out and it was really, really good. Homecoming. Uh, we we should try to capitalize that on as much on that as much as possible. And then they just forgot the fact that like that movie is basically just we remember it's Marvel pronounced Feige Sim- Biot symbiote uh all right that's that okay guys that's gonna wrap up our uh symbiote uh podcast for this evening symbiote um otherwise known as the infinity war coverage um if you want to tweet at us you can go to at whatever show on twitter oh you took mine okay you do the other one facebook.com slash whatever show See, it feels it. You know what? It's like it's the stranger. Dirty. It feels dirty coming it, out of my mouth. It's like the stranger. You you don't usually use that one, so it's it's like all new to you. Um, that's perfect. Um, you can go to questions at whatever dot co for emails and what have yous. If you want to give us money, and I think after this lovely delightful, I don't podcast, know why you wouldn't coherent and totally stick together. Um, the email that you want to send us uh, requests for is sponsor 
at whatevery.co. That's right. Just the one. Um, although you can, we, we will sponsor more than one thing. And we, we, you know what? If you want, we'll just make an hour full of ads. Um, uh, shameless plugs the whole time. I'll yep. do, I'll do reads all day long. Yep. All right. Uh, that's I'll do, it. I'll do reads for your, for your fucking product to put in other podcasts. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not proud. Uh, all right. That's going to close us out for this week. We'll be back with a regular show, um, probably within the next few days or so. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Later. <laughs>